Are you listening? Welcome to another edition of the AFC North Talk presented by True Classic. We're going to be talking about them very soon. Thank you, True Classic, for presenting and sponsoring the, today's show. Uh, with the anime here, with a quick, quick super chat. We appreciate that, brother. Uh, let me guess, Cribs and Joe Thomas will be snubbed and from the hole. Like Joe Thomas is just walking to the hole. Yeah, is he, Joe is, Thomas is getting in. He's eligible. Yeah, yeah. He's his first year eligible, right? Yeah. Yeah, but fit, fitting in Josh Cribs with Joe. Like, I love Josh Cribs. He was one of my first yeah. favorite Brown growing up. But yeah. fitting him in with, like, Joe Thomas, that's nasty. That's nasty. Yeah, I don't know if Joe Cribs <laughs> – again, this is where I go back to, like, it's the Hall of Fame, not the Hall of Very Good, you know? Yeah. Like, I fight with Steeler fans a lot because a lot of Steeler fans want Heinz Ward in. And like, Heinz Ward was a, gr- was a very good Steeler. I hate him. Is he a Hall of Fame Steeler? He's a Hall of Fame stealer, but not a Hall of Fame player. Right, he's a Hall of he's like a, he's like a Hall of Honor. You know what I mean? Like in the yeah. stadium, of course. Yeah, you're gonna yeah. see his stuff everywhere. People, is he in the Hall of Fame though? That's where I give it. Yeah, yeah the Crips is not brief non sequitur. How do you guys feel about retiring numbers? Are you guys for it or against it? I'm against it. I think it's I think uh, it's silly. I think I th- here's here's my thing. I don't I like when they forward. immediately give the number back out. Right, like imagine if they gave Kenny Pickett seven this year. Like, like yeah, that take time, weird? take time. That's weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. But you gotta like, okay, you know. Yeah, like the you Ravens know. haven't retired. But if it's been them. like twenty years, you know what I mean? Or like, yeah. I get if it's Ray Lewis and it's the Ravens, and like Ray Lewis is like your newer franchise, and the player is literally integral to the like the building of that franchise in Ray Lewis, right? Like that's. Basically, the de facto mascot for the Ravens is Ray Lewis. Okay, I get that, right? That's why 32 doesn't get given out for the Browns because the Browns, a lot of people think it stands for Jim Brown, right? Um, But, like, I don't think we should be retiring dudes who is, like, really – like, people want Bernie Kosar's number retired at Cleveland. I'm like, I don't think that's Uh, – I would say this. I know a lot of Ravens fans, for example, were mad that number five was given up, right, for Joe Flacco. I'm like, okay, he, it's not that serious, right? Like, because yeah. the Ravens, 52, nobody has worried. 20, nobody has worried. And right. we drafted PQ and mostly after them, after Ray. And I remember, I don't know which one of the two, I think it was mostly that um, that um, Aussie said, like, I would suggest you were in 52. <laughs> and, you know, that's exactly <laughs> here. And, uh, yeah, nobody, I don't think... Any player that goes to Baltimore, for example, linebacker, whoever, that wears 52, it's just bringing it too much. Like like in the Cowboys, you wore 88, right, as a receiver. Do you really want to wear 88? Because yeah. it's like an expectation to like go up so high. But then um, like so many dudes wear 88 that like I don't even Cowboys, think it's that yeah. big of a deal. Yeah. The, the wide receiver numbers, they're, they're just aren't in, well, I mean, you can wear single digits now, so now you can't. Yeah. But like back in the day, the, the reason why the Steelers didn't didn't retire Lynn Swan or John Stallworth's number is, you know, there are only so many 80s to give out. Um, and so yeah, yeah. 
But, like, there's no 12. The Steelers aren't giving out 12. 32, Franco Harris' number is actually getting retired, right? Jack Lambert, 58. You know, um, yeah, so those numbers in Pittsburgh numbers. are. What's that? They do retire numbers in but Pittsburgh. But they, they, they've retired. I think this is going to be the second or third number they've officially retired. There mm-hmm. are other numbers that they just don't give out. By the way, we should say that Ace is coming today. He is. Yeah, yeah. Is the, Ace is on his way. Late. O-line yeah. numbers should never be retired, and I stand on that principle. I don't want to see no 60s retired, no 70s what? retired. Okay, yeah, I don't. Do you think of Joe Thomas? What's Joe Thomas's number right now? 73? Right? 70. You're not sure about it, right? That's the problem. Like, it's an O-line number. sounds right. Is it three or eight? It's 73. It's 73. Okay, 70, okay. Yeah, I mean, okay, but yeah. I'm a Browns fan that watched him his entire job. career, and sometimes I think it's 72. Like, it's just... It don't. It's not that synonymous when you look at an offense. The only time you hear an offensive line is numbers when they hold it. So why would you want that number retired? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I that's just where I am with it. But yeah, it's uh, an interesting Josh, conversation we can have. I, I, so, so this is my thing. Josh Gibbs should not sniff the Hall of Fame. The only guy as a return guy that you that that, that you can convince oh, me is Hester. Yeah, wait, hold on. What about Dante Hall? Oh, uh, hold on. Dante now, Hall. People, people you know, make okay, the Dante argument Hall that had, like, Josh... Pharrell Davis, like two years of just no, but unbelievable. Hester, Hester was like, think that no, 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 Hester Chicago, should be yeah, not Chicago but... and Indianapolis, that Super Bowl. Yeah, the only, I think the only points that they scored were returns from Hester. And and, and well, yeah, okay, yeah, return the opening kickoff for a touchdown. Look, yeah, man, Sonny, you that era when, when it was Josh Chris versus De- Devin Hester, the arguments people would make for Josh Chris being better than Devin Hester. Look, no, Josh Chris no, no, no. is a better defensive player on special teams than Devin yeah. Hester. <laughs> well, Hester, Hester is a return guy. Other than return, his value was not there, right? But but as a return, he was special. Like like he Josh was, Chris was a time. decent wide receiver for like a year. You know, but I still see you know growing up. What what years were Dante Hall really good? Because like. I remember Dante Hall. I remember thinking Dante that. Hall for the Kansas City. He was like 2000, yeah. 2004, 2003. Something like that, right? The yeah, one yeah. year where he had that one punt re- kick return where he just cut back all the way from like the 10 through the end zone and then scored. That was like, oh, wow. That, it's that. like if you remember Reggie Bush in college at USC, you'll never – like those yeah, – you're just like, yo, that guy is unbelievable. I didn't watch college football, <laughs> but I enjoy watching Reggie Bush play because that dude was just yeah. insane. I remember young me being transfixed. He was playing Ball State or something like that, and he yeah. had like just stopped. Fresno State. Dude flew. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, dude flew. He stopped, and he just – right back, I was like, what? <laughs> you know and and that was kind of how i learned at whatever age i was that like oh there really is a transition between college and pro football because when i want you know it was young me is like how could reggie bush and all the things he can do on a a football field not translate one-to-one exactly to the Mm -hmm. national football league i agree we all got a hard lesson in that didn't we because like reggie was a fine pro but yeah, he was good. He was a yeah. he was a decent player, but we thought he was gonna be transcendent. The greatest yeah. thing that ever, the yeah. greatest player that ever touched the field. Yeah. Yeah, it it makes cool. you appreciate how good Barry Sanders had to have been that he was doing yeah. stuff like that in the NFL, because like yeah, yeah, the talent, yeah. the talent is insane, and in like especially now where like edge rushes run like four six, it's not even like something yeah. we like 
go, oh my god, at anymore. You want to know something interesting though, Q? When Barry Sanders was actually good, there was a whole maybe it's because I grew up in Chicago and it was all Bears fans, but there was a whole contingent of people who thought Barry Sanders wasn't good, like he was all just kind of feast or famine style. Like at the time, because the Lions weren't good, it's all negative two, negative three yard runs, and then he'll break a 50 yarder off, right? It's like that's not good. I remember that being like a I remember in my childhood that being like a, a legitimate criticism of Barry Sanders. We don't talk about it now. No one says that now. But at the time, and maybe it was just because it was all Bears fans. But so the question it, it, here, Q, is really how about kickers? Do you retire kickers? <laughs> kickers? No. Yeah, Justin Tucker's number. Nah. Nine. Nah. No, no. You could put Justin Tucker in the ring of fame. You can respect Justin Tucker, but we're not about to be like, oh, that nine can't be one. No, I, 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 no, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Up and stop coming it. quarterback in 20 years from now coming to the yeah. Ravens. No, no, number nine is, is, is Tucker. <laughs> if Lamar wanted to change his number to nine, Justin Tucker would have to find a new number, dog. Like that's just what it is. Like there's so many nines in the stadium, too. By the way, like people, I would say the ladies love to rock number nine, but also a lot of dudes are rocking number nine in the stadium. At least three. It's gonna be three years since I haven't been in the stadium. Hopefully next year I'll be with that back. But yeah, Tucker, Tucker's a well-sold jersey in in commer- local commercials too. People love Tucker in Baltimore. Oh yeah, he's got he's got the advertising money too. So why did he make him give him a new contract? He screwed him. He gave him, you know, he made him get him all yeah. that. Yeah, now the Ravens the can't sign. Now the Ravens yeah, can't they, resign they Lamar, can't Lamar because they've they signed Tucker. Justin Tucker. Tucker they made their choice. The Ravens. I feel like they want to sign JPP, but I think JPP's holding for more money, and that's why Lamar just sitting there like. JPP? You guys yeah, have yeah. OA in uh Yeah, but we lost our third. We literally have two oh, healthy linebackers right, right, right now. That's right. Mm-hmm. I forgot about right? yeah. We had Lamar only- looking at JPP like, so you want more money. That's two weeks. That's two weeks. Two gone for the year players again. Yeah, Kyle in Hamilton. Yeah, it's rough out there. It's, yeah, high right. as it's, actually, it's actually three three players. The left tackle. Oh yeah, that's right, Juwan James too. Oh, I mean, you yeah. can't count Juwan James. I mean, that's you know, I get it. I agree. That's like I when uh, what's the what's the I don't mean to be mean to this guy, but what's the nickel corner that li- Tavon Young? You know what I mean? It's like when Tavon yeah. Young went down. It's like oh well, yeah, he went down again. I think he's injured right now for the Bears. He's in the Bears. Count. I think he's injured. You know. He's such a good player. It's sad that it's one of those. So you got a good player that doesn't stay healthy. It happens. Yeah. You, you all get those. Kendrell Bell you, in Pittsburgh. Yeah, you root for them. You're like, damn it, man. If you can only stay healthy, so it sucks. Yep. Anyway, Greedy Williams on IR right now. <laughs> Greedy yeah, Williams is the greatest what if of all time because I, I really like Greedy coming out, but I've actually never seen him play a full NFL game yet, so it's hard to do the eval. <laughs> Does he even make the team the following year? Oh, yeah, his contract's up after like this year. Yeah, he's about to be out of his rookie deal. No, yeah. somebody will take a flyer and see if he can stay healthy. And if he does, if next year he comes and doesn't stay healthy, that's it. I'm pretty sure yeah. in four years, homie has like less than 30 play games he's like played in. Yeah. Oh, just a, another t- as long as we're as long as we're just doing tangent start to the show. <laughs> uh, speaking of an injured player who was resurrecting his career, did you guys hear all this new? Oh, you guys probably didn't. Artie Burns uh, in Seattle was like uh, reports were that this guy was going to be their number one corner that he was looking. Artie great. Burns. Artie Burns. I thought he left the NFL like five years ago. No, he played on the Bears and he got hurt for the year, and then he went to Seattle and it sounded like he was about to resurrect his career again, uh, and then he went down again with injury. 
So just another aside. Uh, How strange is that though? Artie, but you ever think Artie Burns is going to be a good corner in this league? I thought he was. That's always an interesting feeling when like a player that you're very familiar with goes to another team and you can see them like, for me, it's always like Tristan Thompson for like basketball where it's like every time Tristan Thompson comes to a new team, they, they, they fall in love with some of this stuff. And I'm like, I know how this relationship ends with Tristan Thompson every time. I know how it ends, right? I mean, it's kind of like watching like Carolina fans with Baker. I'm like, I was watching it through that whole trip. Like, I know how this is going to end for y'all. It's all right. It's all right. You know, yeah. you know it's always interesting. It's like, oh, yeah. Because when you get rid of them players that are, they're not bad, but they're good enough to piss you off, right? Like, they're 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 good enough to be bad, you know? Yeah. And that's, 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 those are always the interesting ones. <laughs> Anime here tried to stick it to the Steelers. Hayden retire a Brown. He's still yeah. Like he probably should retire. I mean, like you know, I, I saw some Steelers fans upset about this this morning, but he played. Well, how long did he play? It was like eight years, and then five or six in in Pittsburgh, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, twenty ten to twenty eighteen. But I remember yeah. him as a Brown. But yeah, I, you know, it it re- recently he had his best years in his career as a Brown. You know what I mean? Like that's when he was a consistent All Pro guy, oh, yeah. considered right. one right. of the one of the uh, t- best corners in football. Right. Uh, I know there's still Browns fans mad that he went to Pittsburgh. Like I, I, I you just, cut I, him, right? We they cut him. They they, yeah, they, they literally him, right? robbed him. They told him they would pay him money. They didn't pay him money. Then they cut him. And the only reason he went to Pittsburgh was because he wanted to keep his kids in school in Cleveland because Pittsburgh's like only an hour and a half drive away. Um, yeah. so like, yeah, how can you that. hate that guy? Yeah. Like, hating Joe Hayden is a choice that I can't get along. He's like no. the nicest dude of all time. Never hurt anybody. Yeah. Like, there's like, I think TJ Ward said it best. If I'm around somebody, they start talking bad about Joe, TJ, uh, Joe Hayden, that really makes me think that you're not a good person because, like, Joe's 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 loved by everybody. Um, so yeah, mm-hmm. it's just, it's not, so, I'm happy uh, for Joe. Glad he got to end his career there. Mm-hmm. Well, technically. I'm, he yeah. could play though if he can get the call it right. Like we need somebody. To run. <laughs> <laughs> if he want to suit up, like this could be more than one day. You know, if he wants yeah. one last game in brown and orange, he could. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure Joe can still run cover too. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> uh, OE Club, shout out to you, thanks for donation. SCG, are those Sony XM4s you're wearing? Thank you. Uh, they're Sony's. Uh, the other part, I don't know. Somebody gave it this to me. I, I usually, I'm not to spend too much money on. I think them. the XM4s are the Bluetooth ones. They do look yeah, very the, similar to the, the, the XM4s. These, these are Bluetooth. Oh, okay. I can have them Bluetooth, but gotcha. and it has noise canceling. Yeah, that's, oh, that, that, those probably, are the XM4s. Those are really nice. I had they, a pair and I left them. They're super comfy. They're like, I like, left them in my rental car coming back from Pittsburgh. It's the saddest thing I've ever done. I would say these are legit. One of the probably Damn, the best that's like a two hundred dollar. They're uh, so comfy. more than two. <laughs> the, the, the Sony's really, Again, yeah, those, I, I those retail for 300 bucks. My wife, my wife gave me, yeah, right show. now. And they're those are like what there's like XM7s now, so like, it's, yeah, they were expensive when you got them. You lost yeah, them. Well, I would have, I would have <laughs> flagged that car down, dog. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't realize until I got home. I went through my, my backpack and I'm like, where are those headphones? And mm. yeah, they're oh, they're in the rental car. Cool. My wife's like, oh, you should call the rental company. I said, listen, they're not going to be in the. Those aren't showing up in Lost and Found. I think whoever 
whoever found those isn't uh, <laughs> uh Tyler here says Brown Steelers about to have a mid off. Yeah, well, mid would be whoever whoever can be mid is going to win this game is really how it's going to go. Uh, I said, and with this we'll transition to the games. I said to the guys uh, on the backstage, I said, you know, the Browns can be first when it's all said and done after this week. And also, at the same time, we can all be looking another week that nobody wins. Because if there's a game to be tied, as Q said, this will be the two teams. Uh, let's start here with the Act Ravens. Like the Browns won't be up 14 points and just decide, nah, man, we don't like being up 14 points. You know what I mean? We should yeah. be in first right now. Browns should be in first right now to if they held it together for I mean, two minutes. The Ravens two as minutes. well. But, yeah, I agree. I agree. Anyway, I mean, at least y'all collapse took a quarter. Like the first six minutes of a quarter, mind you, but like at least it took a quarter to blow it. 80 seconds. We couldn't <laughs> hold 80 seconds, no timeouts to old ass Joe Flacco. Just- I had NBA, not NBA. I, um, one of the how I learned football, this is a story. Um, it was NFL 2K, I think it was. It had the ESPN Turo Owens in the, in the 2K, 2K5. 2K5. Great. I mean, you learn game. from the greatest football game great, ever made. Right. Uh, and, and be fair, again, I live in Puerto Rico. Not a lot of NFL fans in Puerto Rico. So it wasn't like I was kicking it. And English was not my first language either. So it wasn't like I was absorbing a lot. But a lot of the rules, I got it from there. But it's what, I agree. Great great game. The halftime show was with uh, with um, the dude from ESPN. And he was, yeah, yeah Berman. It was a great game. Anyway, what I was going with this? I, 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 I You learned I something from the game. Yeah, but it was something about so – you guys said something that reminded See, me of that. look, ESPN 2K5 changed the course of history of this podcast because without that game and its stellar accurate accurate depiction of Trench's play, Sonny would not be falling in love with the trenches <laughs> if he had to watch Madden. You <laughs> know what I mean? Like, he was out here playing Madden. They had. They still have not. Perfect, I mean, even Madden to this day is still not as good a product as, as what, what was Dude, out there. Dude, I remember, again – Again, I, I don't come from a family that had a lot of money, so so it was awesome that they sold it for twenty bucks. I do remember that that it only cost me twenty bucks. I was so excited when I when I saved the twenty bucks and I was able to play. And, and there was a cheat code because I used the Eagles again. Full disclosure, I used the Eagles, and that post to Terrell Owens, it was like automatic, automatic post to Terrell Owens. I was killing it. You start um, feeling like you were in the game when you start throwing it with the anticipation. You see him do that. You're like, oh, yeah, he's about to break. I know. Ball I know. out, you know? <laughs> the reason why I brought this up was they had this in the game. They had this portion that it was recreate or you had to try to get plays that were historic. Oh, yeah. Right? Like yeah. three seconds from the 20-yard line, you had to score a touchdown. And there was – place to happen and, and they would say in this year this play happened and you get the team right it was like a 60 something bears against the packers and you get the same players and all that that situation the the browns and and, and jets should be in that <sighs> that's improbable improbable thing i think it was because you know who was the last team to do something like that yes the Browns in 2001. So it was probably in there, dog. It was probably in there. If there was a way to make Dwayne Rudd take off his helmet, that would be in there too. But, you know. <laughs> yeah, did, 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 did they simulate oh, the beer the beer kids on the field? <laughs> yeah, they're, they're calling it. That's not on the Browns. They call it a challenge two plays after the play to go back to a play and yeah, overturn it. Yeah, I mean, was it was the right call, but they went about it the wrong way. 
You know, what I mean, yeah. it was late. It was late. A play got red. Tony, you got- why can oh. Mitch says his feet? Looks like a ten-year-old play. Let's move back here and check it out. Because he's because he's he's. I mean, this is what happens when a player is playing with absolutely no confidence. Right? He has, you know, he is he is playing scared. You know, he's this is a guy who has no idea what he wants to do with the ball. Right? He has no confidence in himself, and so he's just happy to get rid of it wherever he can. And I, I think you know you see that the more you watch him. Um, it's a good point though. I mean, he's he he is not setting his feet. He made it actually a really good back foot throw to to uh, Deontay on a comeback on like a third and 20. Um, but yeah, he, Trubisky is playing with zero confidence right now. People thought that he got fixed because he was sub- on the bills for a year as a backup, right? Right. They're like, oh, well, he learned now on that system. He'll be yeah. good. And, I mean, this is not the Steelers. Literally, I heard a lot of people, oh, Mitch will be yeah. top-rated free agent because of that. Sackcliffe wasn't allowed to retire as the Browns, but others are kind of messed up. He didn't retire as a Brown because he came back and coached for the team for like a year. Oh, that's right. He did coach. Yeah, he was on Hard Knocks right. coaching for the Browns. Yeah, yeah that's that's right. Right. And he's around the team. Look, Joe, Joe, Josh Cribs has his love in Cleveland. Like, it, yeah. trust me, Josh Cribs don't pay for nothing in Cleveland. Like, they, we still love Josh Cribs. So, you know, he, he got his flowers. He's getting yeah, his like, flowers and he got it's them. It's like Jacoby Jones in Baltimore. People yeah. love Jacoby Jones. And look, Josh Cribs didn't even return. No kick return in the Super Bowl. He ain't do nothing close to that. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't think Josh Cribs returned to kick return in a beautiful game since 2007 versus the Steelers in a game in which the Browns lost and did not make the playoffs because of. So, like, you know, it, it, it's good to be Josh Chris and Cleveland. Hey, Q. Tony. Hey, Q and Tony. Browns have players only meeting last night. I'm glad. I'm glad. What are your thoughts? Go Browns. Talk check. You give up a 13-point lead in 80 seconds, so you better have a team meeting. Yeah. On oh, a short week, I don't you know. better have a players team only? meeting. Players only after week two? Players and- only after week two is a little bit like. It happened last year. I mean, I look, I, I'm firmly in the belief well, that Joe Woods year. has to be fired. <laughs> but, like, last year it happened and Miles Garrett came out with the shirt off and they won. They, they got, like, 12 sacks in that game. Like, it just – this just there's something stupid going on with the coaching staff and how the calls are getting out there and how it's getting communicated and told to get communicated with the players. So every year they have to come together and say, all right, this is what we're going to do. And then they do that and then that works. It just, yeah. Again, Joe Woods probably – probably like either he has to find somebody who could do the communication stuff for him because I think he's a decent like scheme guy defensive coordinator but this is what gets people exposed as position coaches rather than coordinators is this kind of stuff right because he has a good defensive mind it's just this stuff keeps going wrong and this is why he can't be a coordinator if this continues yeah I mean that you've seen that from uh, guys to go be a head coach was a great coordinator. They can be a head coach, and for Daniel Hackett, coach. Well, yeah. it's too early for Hackett. Well, with Nathaniel but, Hackett uh, when you're counting down, no. Yeah, no. It's the thing with fan. Nathaniel Hackett. No, the thing with Nathaniel Hackett is like, I don't even know if he's a good, like with Mike McDaniel, I watch his team play and I'm like, I don't know if he's a good head coach. I know for a fact that he's a good offensive coordinator, right? Like, cause he does things. You're like, okay, he's being creative. He's using his pieces. Like, I know he's a good offensive coordinator. It was a question. Cause he came under Kyle Shanahan. Nathaniel Hackett got me questioning everything. Like, wow. How did you get this job? Huh? He's a coach under the floor, right? Yeah, yeah. Was, was he OC last year? He was OC he was last OC? year. Okay, he was. I thought he, I thought Matt was calling. But anyway, I mean, you saw that they were counting down the play the fans. clock. The, the fans, plan, the fans were counting down the play clock because they took so many <laughs> delay games in that game. 
Tony, they got a position about. coach out there coaching head football coach for him. That's not going to be good. I don't know why Russ went there. <laughs> I, I'm going to tell you this. I um, I, I, I get it on Hackett. I mean, that's all people are talking. But you have, a, like, Russell Wilson's not a third-year QB. No, you're, yeah, this he's, is true. He's a bad quarterback. He no, he, he needs to be aware of this, right? Yeah. So it's not all Hackett. I will agree with you. Yeah, I hear everybody talking about Hackett. I'm like, okay, Hackett deserves his, um, you know, the 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 scrutiny he's getting. But come on, man. He's, no, Russ is a uh, Russ is a high tier, mid tier guy. You know what I mean? He's basically yeah. where Matt Stafford was last year, where it's like he's. He, he's a mid-ranger. His days of being like a franchise, like, ooh, it's Russ Russ. He ain't Russ Russ no more. He's just kind Dude, of Russell Wilson. Yeah. You, you dodged a bullet on that one because you and I did like a, a GM thing on our on your on your channel. And, <laughs> yeah, and I'm on it, Russ. Now, yeah, here's my the... thing. Here's my thing, though. Here's my thing. Here's my thing. If Russ were on the Browns, I think he would be better than well, what he looks like. With the, I think he would look a lot better. Given yeah. that Jacoby Brissett is like seventh in, in DVOA right now, court QB, yeah, yeah. I, I think Russ would be looking pretty good right it. now. But, yeah, I think he needs to be in that situation. You need to treat him like a mid-range guy. I think they treated him like he was an elevator still. He's not that guy anymore. He's a very he's still a good quarterback. He will give you two or three drives of Russ. But for the rest of that game, he's Russell Wilson. And that's very different than Russ. You know what I mean? It's like when uh, Cam Newton became Cameron Newton. You know what I mean? Like, it was yeah. just like, okay. Oh, my Oracle to Mac. Um, yep. So, Joe Burrow, this is like, Rex, shout out to you, man. This is a great just nugget of information. Joe Burrow has lost more yards being sacked, 73, than Najee Harris has in rush yards, 72. Too Somehow often. that's a that's like a double shot at both yeah, Steelers fans and, and, and Bengals fans. Like, who I, am I supposed must be to be a Ravens fan? Yeah, exactly. yeah. Am I supposed to be impressed by that? Like, yeah, I, 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 I want that on a t shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Tony, you know what? Let's play some bills and then let's, we'll start. let's start. Let's do it. Of course, football is back, baby. And our new sponsor, True Classic wants you to look and feel your best even after a couple of brewskis or going full force on your fantasy football draft. Sure, it's football season, but it's also butt-to-couch season. Luckily, True Classic has the absolute best-fitting clothing a man can buy. Snug in the arms and chest, a little extra space in the torso, their T-shirts are designed to keep you cozy and highlight your best assets no matter what you're up to. So if your special someone is upset that you're watching football all day, at least you can look good doing it. True Classic has already helped over 2 million men find the perfect fit at an affordable price. Our listeners get access to the best deal they offer for a limited time. Get 25% off with the code AFC North Talk. That's AFC North Talk at trueclassic.com. Almost all men's t shirts are designed to look good on skinny models with six packs, but most of us aren't packing anything other than a few beers. Fellas, you're wearing the wrong clothes. True Classics tees taper off towards the bottom, but they fit tighter around the chest and shoulders. It's time to highlight your best attributes with a t-shirt you can always feel confident throwing on. Not only are you going to get a t-shirt designed for the male body, but the first thing you'll notice is how soft it is. The colors are prime too, and you can even match your team of choice. True Classic doesn't stop at tees. They're your one-stop shop for men's essentials. From polos and workout shirts with the same flattering fit to boxer briefs designed with a pouch to keep your bulge nice and comfortable. All their gear is top-notch quality at reasonable prices. 
They even have a dope pack builder on their website where you can custom bundle all of their essential products and save even more than the discount we're offering you today. And any of us defense-sized players, they have long body options for the tall guys and up to 3XL on their staple colors. Whether you have abs or flabs, their clothes look great on all body types. Let's stop beer belly shaming with better clothes. Men, let's be team players here. Upgrade your wardrobe with True Classic and help your friends out by telling them about these tees as well. It's time for you to get your fit together. Upgrade your wardrobe with True Classic and get 25% off at trueclassic.com with the code AFC North Talk. That's AFC North Talk, all one word. Yeah, and also shout out to Adam Holland, uh, big uh, Patreon, uh, top tier. Thank you for supporting, supporting. Oh, we have another top tier. We have, we have a new one. Just came in. Oh, uh, we yeah. do. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll get it right now. We have we have another one that just came in. Uh, we got shout a out new, to all everyone who supports us. On we got a new draft pick. Uh oh. Also, I will say this, guys. So, uh, with two classic great products, we all use it. We liked them a lot. They're awesome. We are right now in a um, um, probation period, then. If you buy their shirts during this week, send us your your you know purchase order. We'll give you a special shout out for that. Yeah. Uh, don't forget to use the promo code. That way you get twenty five percent off. Don't, don't lose those twenty five free shipping. Go get your thing. Their shirt. Yeah, you, will notice, you will notice the difference right off the top. As soon as you put that shirt yeah. on, you'll know this is different. This is different than the other shirt. Yeah, I mean they, they show are us that really- true classic difference. You know, add, yeah. add us on Twitter and we'll we'll shout you out here. Yeah. And another shout out to our, our newest uh, Patreon at the highest level here, Dom Gazulo. Hope I'm pronouncing that oh. right. Dom Gazulo, shout out to you, Dom, uh, on Appreciate Patreon. It. Dom got two jobs on Patreon, man. That's one of my patrons, man. Shout okay. out to Dom. There you go. There you go. Uh, secondary biggest problem right now, but I would love for the Browns to run more five two fronts. We also like uh, AB. AB always throws me off. Um, um, the GM hey, to get another. No, yeah, that's what I'm starting out to get another guy in the middle of the line. No, 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 no. more disrupting mm-hmm. than I expected, but we need more. I appreciate the super chat, but the Browns run five two out there. They can barely have these DBs communicate. They're not gonna do it with more space. No, 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 five two. They've been fine interior wise, actually. I think that's been kind of overblown. Uh, Jordan Elliott has been good, and then Taven Bryant's been all right. That's fine. That's all you need. Now, we'll see without Jadavion on the side how that holds up. But it's been holding up. What happened to the boy, the rookie? I'm blanking his name right oh, now. Oh, Highsmith? I mean, not Highsmith. <laughs> not Highsmith. Alex Wright? He's been good. He's been good. Uh, In limited no, no, no. roles. Perion's uh, suspended right now. Hey. Oh, oh uh, Perion. Okay, yeah, Perion. Perion. Uh, Perion. Perion working through some things, man. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's go Bengals here. Let's go. Let's start with the Bengals real quick. Ace, obviously 0-2. This is a bounce-back game. Uh, Jets obviously come from a big victory, pulling out at the end against the AFC North opponent. What do you see about this game? How do you think the Bengals get right against the Jets? Yeah, I think this game is a must-win, you know, especially after you lost two of your first two games. You start off 0-2. Uh, having offensive line problems, having offensive problems, just period. Joe Burrow doesn't look comfortable. This is a game where those excuses are going to be out of the window, right? Like you had some time for the offensive line to get some cohesiveness because you didn't play in the preseason. You had time to adjust and you're taking on another team. That's a, a pretty favorable matchup for you. 
and the New York Jets, right? This is not the Jets with Zach Wilson, not their starter. I do think the Jets are a formidable team. When you look at the roster, I actually think the only thing that they're missing is really that quarterback. But this is a game that you should win, right? This this Jets team right now, they're just trying to figure out what they have with their young core uh, with Zach Wilson, where that's going to take them. They're not a team that's really ready to make a run right now for the playoffs. I think I see them as a team that could do that next year because they have so much young talent. Uh, when you talk about this Bengals offense, this this staff has to put them in positions to have success. You talk about the anemic offense. Uh, the second quarter for the Bengals last year was one of those quarters where that is when they would have the explosive play most of the times. They're averaging one and a half points right now in the second quarter. That's how bad it is. The only team that's worse than that uh, are the Indianapolis Colts, which is honestly, after looking at the numbers, one of the worst offenses in football right now. Uh, but the Bengals offense right now, it's funny because we talk about them uh, playing the Steelers and you know how much we don't like each other. They actually mirror a lot of the same issues that the Steelers have uh, in terms of the offense, because you look at the points per game, both teams averaging 18 and a half, right? Both teams, the offensive line, even though I think Pittsburgh's offensive line is way performing way over where people expected them to be at. Uh, but then they have all of these weapons, right? You talk about Chase Claypool, you talk about Deontay Johnson, all of these guys, but the both teams are getting inefficient play calling from their offensive coordinator, right? You talk about Matt Canada, the Matt Canada offense. You talk about Zach Taylor. What is his offense? What is their identity? Um, how do they, you know, put points on the board? And in this game, I think one of the things that they have to stop is just the pressure, the sacks. Um, they've got to do something with quick passes or or something out of that nature to try to do it. Now, you did go against T.J. Watt and Micah Parsons. The Jets don't really have a guy like that. I do think, however, that the Jets. Revenge game. Jets, what are you talking about? Though, revenge game. Uh, yeah, maybe a revenge game for Lawson. He's good. But I think the Jets' defensive line is actually underrated. You know, Quentin Williams, I think it's John oh, Franklin Myers. Like, they got some dudes. Like, some people are talking like, oh, they don't have anybody. No, like, nah, they have some dudes over there that can do – some work. So you got to win in the trenches. We always talk about that. The Bengals right now, they're seventh in total defense. I don't know how much of that is really just facing some weak offenses or if it's really them like actually shutting people down. We're going to find out because we saw what Garrett Wilson did last week. We saw Joe Flacco look like how Ravens fans were talking about him back in the day when they said he was elite Joe Flacco. Mm -hmm. Throwing for, I still can't believe this, 300 yards and four touchdowns, no picks. Like, he could come in. If he comes in and tries to do that to this Bengals uh, defense, which did let Cooper Rush get some points on them early in the first half, that's just not something that they can do. The strategy has to be, and I think Joe Burrow talked about it uh, today at his press conference, they can't get behind in games. They can't have these slow starts, get down by multiple scores because it's going to make it so much easier for teams to play them and let them uh, not beat them over the top, play a lot of prevent defense and things like that. Take the run game out of it, which is your key to beating cover two, which Quincy and Tony talked about on the last show. They're going to have to get out to a fast start in this game. And it's Hard to believe that because we as Bengals fans, we've watched this Zach Taylor offense. Even last year, they didn't really get out to fast starts. We're going to need that in this game. That's one of the keys. Uh, you talk about the 5.5 yards per attempt last week. That was just Chuck down Charlie stuff. They're going to have to try to raise that a little bit more. The interesting thing about the New York Jets is last week, they actually allowed 8.5 yards per attempt. 
Uh, and then you talk about some of the other things that they have there defensively. I actually think that they match up pretty well with the Bengals at the corner position. You talk about Sauce Gardner. You talk about DJ Reed, who some people believe may actually be on Jamar Chase more than Sauce. Those are guys that are really going to be able to match up for them. But the Bengals just have to go to their players. Three yards per carry for Joe Mixon is unacceptable. Hopefully they can get something going. Uh, the Browns were able to get something going, but those are – you know, that's a masterful team when it comes to running the football. But both of those guys were, ran well over four yards per carry last week. They got to get Joe Mixon going. Uh, from this standpoint, it's just a must win, man. Like, they got to take advantage of C.J. Mosley with Hayden Hurst. They got to come out and score. I mean, they got to hope that Cheeto can lock up Garrett Wilson. I think that that's another key. But you can't forget about Elijah Moore. Um, that's another guy to pay attention to for this Jets team. Uh, and you got to get pressure on the quarterback. The Bengals, even though they're this top 10 defense, they have not gotten to uh, the quarterback. And that's an issue for them. Trey Hendrickson, zero sacks right now. You know, Sam Hubbard can't be your guy that's your leader in the trenches. You got to get something from someone else there. They're really missing Larry Okunjobi from that three-tech aspect of it. So they got to get after this guy. They got to get more pressure on him. Even though the Jets, honestly, a lot of people talked about like, oh, you know, Makai Becton went down. And the Jets offensive line is playing pretty damn good. They've only given up two sacks on the season so far. Um, so you got to try to win that battle some type of way um, and take advantage of them, get up early on them. And then the only thing that makes me feel somewhat okay about this game is that the Bengals are familiar with Joe Flacco. Usually when the Bengals go into these situations where it's not the starting quarterback, look at their resume against it. They usually lose against those guys, going all the way back to T.J. Yates back in the day uh, because they just struggle with guys that they're not familiar with. Now, I won't say that Lou Anarumu is specifically familiar with Joe Flacco like that, maybe a little bit, uh, but uh, the Bengals have traditionally done pretty solid against Joe Flacco uh, so hopefully we get some of that magic. Now, a lot of the players aren't even there anymore, uh, but he hasn't had the best luck against Cincinnati. Hopefully they can force some turnovers, some sacks, get out of here with a win, get out of, just win, just win. That is all we need at this point is just get out there and win because you got Miami coming back on a short week. And if you don't get this one, that Miami one is not going to be in grass either. So, I got the Bengals getting this one here in New York as a bounce back game for them because it's a must win week three. Uh, Throw style points out the window. Just get away. Yeah, yeah. Love it. Look ugly. Just win. <laughs> you like, you want to see what ugly wins look like? <laughs> Q, what do you think about this game, Q? Yeah, this is look. I, I think I've done the Bengals no favor because favors the last few weeks because I've been like, oh, they should win this one easily. You know what I mean? I'm gonna stop doing that to them. You know what I mean? Because apparently I've been giving them bad luck. Now I should want them to go 0 three, but I'm not gonna purposely put bad energy out there. Uh, but unless it's the Steelers, of course. You know the Steelers. Eh? F them. Right. But yeah. <laughs> But when it comes to this game, I do think there are some interesting issues that the Jets provide the Bengals with. Jets are a really good run defense team. They did a good job against the Ravens. They did a good. I know Nick Chubb had three touchdowns. But... He only did of 184 yards, something like that. Yeah, 84 yards, and they really. This sounds ridiculous, but before they got worn out, and before the Browns blew a 13 point lead in 80 seconds. <laughs> they were actually like doing a good job of, of stopping the run. CJ Mosley was blowing up some plays. Um, and specifically, if you try to run out the gun, they're going to stop you. And Bengals like to run out the gun often. 
CJ Mosley's really good at sniffing those kind of things out. Their coverage unit's pretty good. I mean, like, uh, I was watching Derek Stingley, and I'm like, man, he was the wrong choice <laughs> um, at the top of that draft. Sauce Gardner is him. He's good, good. Um, and that's going to provide an interesting challenge. DJ Reed, really good, too. They have some good corners. This is a good defense. I think we we, we, we were disrespecting the Jets because, you know, they fans are talking with no proclamations of anything concrete. But I have to give their defense credit. They have a lot of talent on that defense. And that talent is coming to fruition. Quentin Williams is a guy. Um, you know, uh, Sauce Gardner is a guy. I think they have some guys there that are pretty good. Uh, Quincy Williams, they, they have a linebacker named Quincy. I think he wears number three. Dog. It's his brother. It's, it's, it's his brother. It's his brother, yeah. Quincy Williams? Okay. okay. Quincy Williams is – okay, Quincy Williams popped up on tape more than Quentin Williams, and Quentin Williams looked good. I was like, yeah. who is this – who is number three? Who is this dude with my name all over the field? They have good players there um, in New York. And if the Bengals defense does, I mean, the Bengals offense starts slow. And like I, my favorite ace quote was from uh, when Brandon Allen was the quarterback of the Bengals. And people were like, they started slow. He's like, no, bro, they didn't start. Like they didn't start. Um, <laughs> and if they don't start fast, if they don't get points on the board and take this defense out the game, essentially, you're going to allow Joe Flacco to hang around there and, they're not a good offense in New York, but they're good enough that if you let them hang around, Gary Wilson can make a play on you. Um, you know, uh, they, they, Elijah Moore can make a play on you. They have good enough players there that, hey, if you want to let them keep getting bites at the apple, they're eventually going to get one at the core. So uh, this is a game where the Bengals can't take lightly. And I don't think they will because they know the realities of going 0-3. Your season could be over at 0-3, yeah. right? Um, especially against three teams that you are expecting to beat and the schedule only gets tougher from here. Um, so I expect the Bengals to come out, look like the Bengals, um, because if they don't, they're in trouble. The Jets aren't a terrible team. Uh, now, I don't know if Joe Flacco is doing that again. You know what I mean? But <laughs> He's the starter if he is, right? I mean, we'll see you, Wilson. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny how every other quarterback that starts in New York is better than the dude they drafted like two overall. But it's I still believe it. Love Zach. Love Zach coming out. Hashtag still believe. I mean, look, and Joe Flacco is like five touchdown passes away from surpassing Zach Wilson's career total. So that I is what it's gonna be like when Zach gets back out there. He might throw ten. It's go. It's gonna be worse. It's gonna be so much worse. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jets fans. We got to do this to you. Uh, even though we have no, I have no room to talk. Y'all, y'all came back for 13 and two minutes on us. But yeah, that that's the thing, right? If I'm the Bengals, I would be worried about the Jets match up well against you. The Jets do some things well against what you do well, and what the Bengals have done well, they haven't been doing well, right? Like so, that is a problem. If you're gonna play short ball, close to the sticks, line of scrimmage football, that's gonna be something that the Jets eat up. You got to play in that middle third of the field to deep third of the field. You can't be playing around this week. Like, this is the week to take shots if you're going to take them. This is the week to say, hey, we have Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow. Beat it, right? You know, this is the week to do that. If this, if you don't do it this week, I don't know when it's happening. And it might not happen soon enough. So back against the wall here for the Bengals. It got to happen this week. So I'm going to assume it does because I can't imagine the Bengals are going to be I mean, dig themselves this deep of a hole to start the season. Like, we all had our jokes about regression, but nobody thought 0-3 was a possibility mm -mm. before. Mm -mm. 
Uh, by the way, guys, the poll is out there. Uh, who wins Bengals and Jets? Uh, also, anime here is super chat. How many jokes do you think Cleveland, Cleveland, the city, will get tomorrow? I see one mistake by the lake. A down. Mm, I mean, like, I don't, unless they're like getting blown out. They're not, yeah. I mean, on the broadcast. The, the jokes gonna... about the. The jokes about the Browns are not going to be about the city of Cleveland at this yeah. point. It's going to be about the other situation they got looming in there. Like that's going to be what people are going to decide uh, to roast yeah. about them. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think at this I point, wonder if Amazon even. Yeah. You know, you wonder if they even. Amazon's know. not going to put it on there. I'm talking about Twitter. This, this, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Twitter. Twitter. no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, Amazon's going to do the whole "we have no history of winning" thing. Lol. Yeah, like. Yeah. Isn't it, yeah, that don't hurt me no more. I know we don't win a lot, so it's like <laughs> okay, Tony. What do you see in this game? Okay, so the line hey, on this the game. Line? I was gonna say, yeah, that's right. We got to get the import. You guys did all this preview, and we don't even get any context anymore. By the way, I uh, love how the Jets went for this team that we refused to break down, and now we're like, uh, now we actually got to. Yeah, talk now about we have to. It. All right, we got to take Thank a look. Thank you, Browns. Now we got to take it serious. I thought that the Jets' surrounding cast was good, but I was just not sold on Zach Wilson. I'm like, if Zach Wilson is starting off, I don't yeah. think he's the guy. Well. <laughs> You guys are in for a rude awakening when he gets back because I still believe. Uh, <laughs> all right. The Bengals are favored. It's a road. It's in New York, by the way. It's a road game for the Bengals. Bengals are favored in this one by five. Uh, that is the that is the line. That's the first time the Bengals have been under a touchdown favorite in a game. Last week, I believe it was they both games got to seven. Or no, last week was seven and a half. So and say, other- if it wasn't Cincy, it would have been minus eight. So it would have been more than yeah. that. More than a touchdown, yeah. But it's five. But then last week they were seven and a half on the road. They were seven and a half point favorites on the road. Vegas is like, hey man, I still believe because you was in the Super Bowl last year, but this shit looking shaky. Yeah, it's looking a little. It's yeah. Look, okay. So breaking down this game, I said it on Tuesday show or on Monday show. You know, it is like it's absurd right now that when you look at some of these advanced numbers, that the Bengals offense, you know, again, like like Q said. You know, the regression stuff, like, that's gone now because they're the – by DVOA's numbers, the Bengals are the worst offense in the National Football League. It is absurd to think about how. How could that be How could that be the case, right? And I understand they haven't been efficient and whatnot, but, like, this is a totally different thing we're talking about. But then, you know, you guys kept talking about the, the Jets' defense, and I agree with you guys. It's a really talented defense, right? You think about Quinn and Williams and, and the, the linebacking core, and, like, we talked about Sauce and all that. You know who the worst defense in DVOA is through two weeks? The Jets. It's the Jets. It's the Jets. The Jets actually have the worst defense. Um, and I think we can all – we'll all sit here today and eat – okay, just just names on paper. I, I think – are we really that shocked that the Jets are going to be one of the bottom five or bottom ten defenses in the league? I mean, they have a lot of talent, but they're all – it's all young. And none. Of, how many of those guys are really proven commodities in this league right now? You know, so like if they end up finishing here as a top ten defense. Yeah, CJ mostly is the, in, in Williams, right? I, yeah. I like those two. Their pass rush against Baltimore was not that that great. I'd probably right. say Reed is probably one of their best players, right? Yeah. And it's like you know, if John Franklin Myers got that big contract this offseason. Like what? <laughs> Carl Lawson doing stuff, you know? So <laughs> I think still, from my yeah. perspective, from from my perspective. You know the, I think we all expect the Bengals' offense is not going to end the league as the you know top a, a bottom five offense. Right? There's just no no way. 
this is a week where a couple questions. One, are the Jets are, are the Jets going to go to this like we're going to run the you know cover two a lot and we're going to do the same thing everyone else has been doing? Is that are the are, the Jets are primarily this, they haven't primarily been a cover. You don't draft Sauce Gardner to run cover Gardner two. Run cover two, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I understand that that's what Derek Stingley's being asked to do out in, out in Houston, right? Lovey's having him be the flat defender in cover two, which is, is why did you spend an overall the third overall pick? At, you know to have him do that. Um, but are you going to ask Sauce that? Are you are you going to trust him in one on ones? Because you know if you get if, if the and right now, if you're the Bengals' offense, if you just see single high, if Burrow sees single high at all, right? I mean, it's just it's just check Jamar. You know, we're I'll I'll see you 40 yards down the field. Right? You got to just test it because they've been so it's been so hard for them to get big plays. But I think in this game for me, it's it's look if they come out and they want to run cover two, this is about they're gonna the Bengals are gonna have success. I think they're gonna have answers this week. But it's about building muscle memory, right? All right, here's what here's what we have to do. You know, we talked about this on Monday about how Burrow. It's like the first read comes off the first read, and then his eyes come down. And it's like ah, and and you you go and watch tape. And there's been a lot of tape breakdown that's been done. I mean, Burrow had guys open. Right? I mean, there there were guys open on these plays. I mean, there, there was the the Hurst over the middle play is the one that everybody is is showing you. But the problem for Burrow is he doesn't see him because his eyes come down. And so I think in this game it's going to be about can you keep Burrow clean and can Burrow and this offense just kind of work on muscle memory. You know, this is a bad. That's a bad defense. They're going to be they're going to be facing better defenses. But just kind of building up. All right, when the look is when the look is X, we are going to Y. You know, um, and it's about building that up this week. I think the Bengals are going to win this game. There's all, there's just no chance they don't. Flacco can he do the same thing he's done? There's one matchup I'm interested in defensively. I'm interested to see if they continue to line up Garrett Wilson in the slot and that matchup against Mike Hilton um, because Wilson Wilson's such a shifty guy, but but Hilton's such a uh, you know just a, a true football player and, and a feisty guy. Um, that'll be an interesting matchup, but uh, you know, Flacco gets rid of the ball quickly and all that. And, you know, he knows where he wants to go with it, yada, yada. But this, this Bengals defense has re- played relatively well, even if they haven't gotten pressure, that secondary has been pretty good. Um, you, know, you just, you like to see them do that earlier and, you know, early in the game. So they don't go down 14, nothing early to Cooper rush. Uh, but overall they, you know, they still played well. So I think the Bengals win this game. I would, if I was, if I was going to bet on this game, which I won't, because you know, this, uh, you know, NFL, Bengals? Any, Come on, man. I can't, I by a ton. I'm just going to say this. I'm not laying the point on the Bengals right now. I'm staying away from the Bengals until I see it. But I, if I was going to, I would lay the points and say Bengals win by five. You know who else has seen a whole bunch of cover two this season? (laughs) Believe it or not, Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco is the fifth highest quarterback in the league that's going against cover two. And he murdered cover two against the Browns last. He was like six or seven for like 200 yards. Like it was like something ridiculous. We need to watch Joe Flacco and how he uh, dissects that cover two (laughs) because I did not expect to see Joe Flacco on the list, though. I was like, Kyler Murray, okay, I could see that. And I'm like, Joe Flacco, what the hell? Yeah. Um, Yeah, I mean, Bengals fans were, you know, Bengals fans were going through. I saw Joe Goodberry uh, just tweet, just retweeting, just. Here's a cover, you know, here's a play where Burrow beat cover two. He's like, just like trying to prove like he can do it. He can't. I know he can do it. He can I, run I, scissors. I swear to God. <laughs> well, we, we got into we a big debate over because like when you watch the I think it was Kurt Warner's breakdown, he's like showing Hayden Hurst running in the seam. And he's like the middle of the field is open the whole game. Well, we had another guy that's a Bengals guy that's a coach. And he's like, oh, seam is not open or the middle of the field is not open in cover two. So 
It was a big debate. It's between... literally called middle field open. Bro, that's what I I was today years old when I found I was like the seam is between the numbers when the tight end runs right up there. He's like, that's not that's not a seam route. I'm like, oh yes, it is. Yeah, it is. And in cover two, the, the, <laughs> was, that's why they, that's was, why he, was his argument that this was his argument that the seam had to literally be on the seam? Like he was like, it well, has okay, to be like could, on the hash. Yes. Yeah, it has to be on the hash. Yeah. It would be called a hash route. But, open, yeah. but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's I mean, like cover two. I mean, like it's been around for a while. There, there are known cover two beaters. Yeah, this is like, not a, yeah, this this is not a new. So thing. They also have been running Tampa two too. So then there's that's the variation where that guy does try to go. Where the linebacker does carry the scene, high right? With a linebacker. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's two and a half basically, right? right? But right, it, right. with the same principles in line, right? You want to isolate one of the safeties and then try to make them make a decision. Make them make a decision exactly. Like that's all which you... person to go with. Exactly. Or I mean, or yeah, I mean, you know, or you could take advantage of the underneath stuff too, because if the if that linebacker yeah. is free and off, then you can, you know, you can exactly. run Nixon on like a little angle route or something. Right. And, and beating cover two is as simple. It's like you have three of the you have three really good. You have T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, and, and Jamar Chase. You know what that sounds like to me? Trips left, like trips left, like overload. Yeah, yeah, yeah. High low. Make make a choice. Which one are you gonna choose? It's really, it's, it's, it should not be this. I celebrate in his injury. I'm just glad (laughs) Drew Sample is not getting targets over T. Higgins and uh, Tyler Boyd in the first half this week. And and what? Okay, so a couple of things. I I would like to see the Bengals utilizing Hayden Hurst if. Of, of the Titans because Hayden Hurst is more way oh, more the same. He's like the third leading guy in targets for us. I know, but what I'm saying is that the, the Drew Sample snaps should go to because Hayden Hurst is also not a bad blocker. So uh, uh, at least with Baltimore, he wasn't. I don't know if he has regrets. There was a Mixon play where he just like looked at a guy and ran past him, and then the guy tackled Mixon. Fair enough. I think this game, uh, to piggyback a, a couple of things the guy said, um. The Jets, I don't think, although they had good players, their pass rushers have been anemic, in my opinion. Carl Lawson, he's always been a guy that is iffy for me. He has his moments. Um, but even when he was in the Bengals, even though he has his moment, it wasn't like he's like Henderson, right? Henderson has first year was great with, with, with uh, New Orleans. He was great as well. And then JJ on the other side, right? the draft pick that they had, is a rookie, right? And Jonah will be the guy, at least that the car, uh, car was always on the right side against us, right? I don't know, against CQ, I don't know if you remember where Lawson was. Was he also on the right side? Do you remember? Lawson, yeah, he's, he's pretty much left side, right? Yeah, he's well, no, Franklin Myers. Yeah, Franklin Myers is on the right side. Yeah, that's how they the only reason I feel like he's on the left side because he used to go off on the only person that he would go off on the division was Alejandro Villanueva. He would just abuse him. Okay, but by the way, I was about to make my pick for I was about to pick my uh, survivor league pick and. I was like, oh, yeah, I'll go Bengals over the Jets here. But then I remember last time I picked the Bengals over the Jets. It didn't end well for me. So now I'm hesitant to pull this trigger on it, right? And I'm going to be real. The Bengals have wreaked havoc on our Survivor League, by the way. Like, I'm pretty sure we got, like, 10 people left. It's all because of the Bengals and the Browns losing last week. Like, that had to be it, right? Like, that (laughs) just just cleared them out. Nah, I'm staying away yeah. from the Bengals, dog. I'd rather bet on the Raiders or something like that against the Titans. Like, I don't know, dog. Can't pick the Lions now. The Lions top offense in the league. This scrappy. Year. Scrappy. Uh, so, like, anyway. 
What I was gonna but, say here. Is, what o'clock Kirk Cousins though? Like oh, I don't know. Like you know, yeah. You know who the new player is, Quincy? What? Whoever is playing the Indianapolis Colts. Whoever Ooh. is playing the Colts. And it's, it's the Chiefs. Oh. Oh. Easy. Oh. What I was gonna say is, in this game, what I'm expecting, similar to what Tony said, this is a game that I want to see Joe Burrow stand up strong in that pocket, right? Because he's not going against a Michael Parson. He's not going to go against a TJ Watt. Um, I I actually believe their best rusher is Williams from the from the center side, right? From that from the interior. Um, and but even though I feel like that's the worst pressure a quarterback can get through the middle, but it's also the first pressure he can see. So hopefully he can throw it away so he doesn't have to worry about getting hit without seeing it. Because like his biggest worry is I'm going to get pressure without seeing. And then that's when he first read, okay, where's the rusher coming to just an- annihilate me, right? But if the pressure's coming to the middle, he's going to get an incompletion, but at least he can see it. This is a game that, again, I'm hoping Joe Burrow stays strong in that pocket or rolls, whatever, but but he's more assured of himself. And I, I think that is the key. If the pocket can be somewhat clean. I mean, the Jets have, what, maybe – couple sacks i know they didn't sack the browns a lot i think they sacked lamar once so they, it's not like they are being you know world beaters on the pass rush side um the running game now the, the, a said that they want to establish the running game the, the jets are a legit good team against the run team against the run that's what cj mostly did great in baltimore he continues doing that last year he was great against the run this year looks to be really good against the run williams the linebacker he can cover as well He's not a stiff linebacker. He can cover. So the thing here is, although that Jets defense is good, they in the secondary, I think there there's opportunities there to get yards, right? Well, when Ravens played the Jets, that first half was non-existing. When the weather dried up a little bit, I, it could have been that they were rusty because they didn't play the preseason. But when the weather dried up, the Ravens were able to move the ball. That's when Lamar Jackson got all his yards. And as you guys have pointed out m- multiple times, the Ravens' wide receiver are not as good. Obviously not as good as the Bengals. The Bengals had three legit guys, two guys that are top in the league, right? And then Tyler Boy, no no slouch. He's a great um receiver in my opinion hitting her is a very explosive tight end they need to utilize these guys they just have two good corners and after that that personnel starts on rumbling a little bit more i think key is keep that pocket clean the second take what the defense gives you as the guys are saying if if the jets are basically gonna say no you're not gonna throw anything high okay i'm just gonna death by a thousand cuts Five yards here, six yards here, three, four, whatever. I'm going to keep moving the ball, right? Uh, not bending the run, play action. But I think the run is going to be hard against the Jets. And on the other side, I mean, I think the, the Bengals' defense has been good. It's funny because the Jets are on a the backup, backup left tackle. Although the backup left tackle, uh, Brown, I think it's his last name. They came from Seattle. He's not a bad player. They got him when Beckton went out. But he's injured, so he hasn't been playing. Um this is a game that you would think Hendrickson also will try to get back and be the Hendrickson that, that, that he was there last year. Um, but other than that, I mean, 
Wilson against us again. Um, I know against the the Browns, he had a couple opportunities there. Against the Ravens, although up to the last quarter, they were basically playing prevent defense. The Ravens were able to stop this passing attack for the Jets, and I think the Bengals can do it as well. So I actually think the Bengals win. But they actually, like if I was betting this game, I would take the, the, the Bengals minus five. I think the, the Bengals win by a touchdown. I think it's probably yeah. like 27-17, like if I was predicting a score. So not super high score because I, I, I haven't seen the Bengals yet doing it. But the Jets are not this power offense, so it's going to put a bunch of points either. But you right. cannot let them hang in, right? You need to – that's what the Cowboys did. They started fast, and then it took a while for the Bengals to start. And when they got there, I mean, at that point, if you're tied with the team in the NFL, going to the end of the – anybody can win at that moment, right? You yeah. get some bounce, you got the right yardage, a penalty here, kick, field goal, done. So, It'll be interesting anyway. to see in this game if that offensive line starts to come together as well because, you know, we know that they have talent. Obviously, Lyle has really struggled. The interior has probably been – better um i mean i, I guess they, they've been decent although still they, they can't get the running game going though um that's, a, that's another thing though tony it just was reported today lyle missed uh practice today with the back issue that was the same back issue mm. through training camp that kept him out for a while so i am yeah hopefully i'm not seeing isaiah prince there sunday i would definitely be <laughs> monitoring whether or not he returns to practice tomorrow <laughs> that's another reason not not to bet on this game until we know if he is if he is if, if he is good to go. <laughs> okay, so fan fan vote here, Bengals 58%. 58? Uh, 50, yeah, 59 now, but yeah. Yeah. That's what those numbers. Numbers. You're getting close to Steeler numbers. That's the lowest. Uh, I think it's gonna be a pretty close game, man. I mean, the Jets, like I said, when you look at the team, just even offensively, like you talk about the running back, we didn't even talk about Brees Hall. And I like yeah. Michael Carter as well. They they've got some guys. It's just can they put it together? Yeah, I mean DJ Readers, you know, DJ Readers is a cheat code. He's a cheat code. That's what's lost in Nerf DJ Reader. They gotta NFL's gotta release a new pack. Level, but nobody's paying attention because we're 0 2. Yeah, it's true. That that play where he threw two Steelers around uh and then made the tackle on Najee. I mean, it's still one of the greatest plays I've seen. It's crazy. Um so Ravens Patriots. Let me start with Q. Because I, I, I just went for speaking. Q, what do you think about this game, Ravens-Patriots? That's your boy McCorkle there. Yeah. Off a big Mac dub. Jones. Mac <laughs> Jones. He's Mac Jones. Um, this, should be, this should be light work for the uh, Ravens. Um, the, the Patriots aren't good. They're not a good team. Um, they're, they're okay defensively. They're... I mean, I, I struggle to say even mediocre offensively. Um, they're they're not they're not good. Like Mac Jones, like the only thing that gives me some hope for them is like Mac Jones be almost good. And what I mean by that is like he be missing throws by a little bit, but I don't know. Four years of hoping Baker Mayfield closed that gap and it never happening makes me not want to do that whole thing again, right? So I, I just don't know with Mac, right? Like I just he almost made some throws on Sunday, but he didn't. Like yeah. you know, he made the one throw to Nelson Aguilar, uh, which was really nice. Where uh, where the best corner in the AFC North got completely embarrassed, hey, mossed. <laughs> listen, if you're gonna if you're if Nelson if Nelson Aguilar is mossing dudes, you kind of just got to go. All right, 
You got, it, it is what it is. Great job. You know I mean? Yeah. What, what, can we, what are we going to do? Did no Dustin Aguilar could catch. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean so, <laughs> so, um, much less yeah. lost, dude. It was like six or seven, too, right? Or did he catch every one? I think he caught every one. They had a lot of crossers with him. Yeah. They kept running that crossing play. Yeah. With him. him and, uh, Myers. Jacoby Myers. Yeah. Jacoby Myers. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I just don't think this is going to be a close game. I think the Ravens, I'm not predicting the booty beat down, but what I am saying is the Ravens probably win this one by a healthy double digit margin. Uh, now, they will be up by double digits, guaranteed in this game. Will they maintain that lead? I don't know. But, you know, uh, they will be up by double digits, and I expect them to win this game by double digits. There's yeah. nothing to ra- there's nothing the Patriots do that threatens the Ravens on either side of the ball. Tony. Really? Okay, you and I have very different reads on this game. Here, I am very worried for Baltimore. I, you know, I, look, I, I literally am going to go from two, 48 hours ago saying Baltimore's back. This is going to be – they could be a one seed, right? <laughs> and now I'm sitting here and I'm looking at this matchup. I'm like, boy, do I want to be the – do I want to be a one-dimensional offense going up against a Bill Belichick defense right now? I don't think I – do. I mean, I just watched it, you know, and I don't – I mean, well, the Steelers are really a zero-dimensional offense when you think about it. <laughs> um, but still, like the Patriots' defense is – it's not bad. This is not a bad deal. They got, they, especially in that second. They're not they flashy, got, right? They have never been flashy. They're, they're not. They're not. They, look, this is not Stephon Gilmore, right? This is this is not Malcolm Butler anymore. But even this with Gilmore not, and all that, they were never flashy. They were just. Yeah. Soft. Gilmore had like twenty interceptions. They're, in they're like, I think fourth right now in the league, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Oh, the Patriots as a Patriots defense. defense. No, they're good. I'm just saying they're not a flashy defense. No, they're right. not yeah. flashy. No, no. Yeah. But like, okay, so they have, you know, Jalen Mills on the outside. They have Jonathan Jones on the outside. Devin McCourty. I mean, I know he's like, what, 34, 35 or whatever. Um, he's still but, in the league? Yeah. That, the he's still, yeah. He's still, 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 still playing deep safety brother? out there. Yeah. I like Kyle Duggar a lot, even if even if Duggar is, you know, um, more of a like in-the-box type. I mean, are they going to be – like, are the Ravens going to do the same stuff they, they did last week to Miami and they did in week one to the Jets as far as like, you know, we're just going to we're just going to crush you down the field? I, I have my – I'm gonna I look. I, by the way, the line on this game, Vegas agrees with me. What do you guys think the line for 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 this game is? Ravens Patriots, minus three or minus four? Okay, it is. It's 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 exactly minus three. You Ravens know minus that. three. Ravens minus three. It's a road game. It's a, it's uh, in New England. And you know that that place is all bugged. <laughs> That's right. They <laughs> they know your place. And don't don't sign an all pro return man from there either because you know that will not work out. <laughs> that will not, even though he is the best return man in the league, or a guy that doesn't himself. fumble the ball. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's pretty crazy that he doesn't. You know, just doesn't fumble the football ever. But then he does. Um, yeah. Ah, uh, I'll take the Ravens in this one. I just worry that that you know, anytime you're going up against a Bill Belichick defense and you can't, there's one thing you can't do. And now, you know, he kind of can scheme around like, all right, I'm just going to take away the deep stuff. I still, though, you know, I mean, Lamar can still run, right? And there's still that whole part of it. Go ahead, Q. He's been terrible against Lamar. That's what I was going to say. No, they beat him last time. No, they beat him last time. They beat him last time? I thought so, too. They beat him last time. Uh, I remember 2019. It was was bad. Yeah. They got, but why, but what happened? Okay, but what's the difference between the two years? In 20, 2019, whatever that was, I mean, they they were they could run through anybody. Right? I mean, the Ravens' run offense mm, was that's true. unreal. Yeah. No offensive line was great. Yeah. 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 Man, it ain't been the same since then. It's, yeah, where this, you know, where we, you can't go home again, right? 
So I'll take the I'll take the Ravens. I'll take the Ravens, but I I I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. You're not betting this either. You're not betting this either. If I was betting this, nah, don't tell me you're taking pets, Tony. Oh, <laughs> I would take Pat's money line if I was betting this game. I would sprinkle. I would do a little sprinkle, little sprinkle, sprinkle. You know what I mean? Not a lot. Not a lot. <laughs> uh, Leo sells. Shout out to your main thing for the nation. It's Chase over so well, feeling like a bunch <laughs> of us right. last year. Yes, it is because Jamar Chase is going to be like a future Hall of Famer. The thing about the Chase and Sewell. A lot of people uh, don't look at the the kid that the Chargers got. Who's the kid that the uh, Chargers got? The tackle, um, Slater. Slater is the guy. If yeah, you Slater's were gonna die piece. on a hill, it's the Slater. Oh, Sean Slater for the yeah. Chargers. Slater was like an All Pro, like Slater is killing Sewell. Y'all didn't I, like his share, arm can length. I share something that someone sent me on Twitter. Someone Y'all didn't like his arm Twitter length. I thought it was. <laughs> Have you guys mm-hmm. seen this? Someone yeah. sent me this. Like, remember the old? It's a, it's a, it's oh, a take on the God. old. But it's like, you know, bro, if anybody would block good, and then it's like, oh, and yeah. I just thought that was cute. Um, Electric Ty- Tyrone here says, I'm late. But the y'all are wrong about the Ravens being all right. It's Bengals will be all right. Ravens O-line is garbage, and Lamar is oh, oh, yeah, Lamar had that thing on his arm today. And he he, he didn't I, throw I a pass. The O-line being garbage. I don't he didn't. The Ravens O-line being garbage. Like, I mean, like, uh, here's the here's the truth, though. Here's the truth, though. Is, is the Ravens O-line good? No, it's not good. But they're getting back Ronnie Stanley at some point, so there's hope that it could get better. Okay. The Bengals are trotting out what they paid for in free agency right now, and it's like, it's historically bad. Like, this is a historical clip of sacks right now. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, like, it would take a, the it would take a great adjustment. Yeah, and it would take a great adjustment in trends and stats for them to just be as as okay as they were last year. Like that would be a leap from what they've done these last two weeks. Yeah, the Ravens' okay. offensive line isn't good right now, but they're playing good enough. I mean, zero Wait. stacks allowed and zero quarterback hits. It's hard to kind of argue with those numbers. Yeah, but they can't run yeah, the ball. I'm not worried about that. I'm not worried about oh, Lamar. Yeah. I mean, Lamar taking hits or whatnot. I'm worried about but that. he, he can't took run a lot ball. last year. Like that's what we yeah. were talking about. Is True. like he took True. so many hits last year. I agree with that. Line. The other thing that Lamar's doing hell of a better this year. He's stepping up in the pocket. Yeah, as in, yeah. Pocket presence is insane this year. Yeah, yeah. Versus other years, like like if you say, Sonny, what is Lamar doing better than other years? Pocket presence, like you can. You think see... he only did that last week though, because he was really trying to impress? No, he did it against the Jets. <laughs> no, he's trolling. He's trolling. Yeah, and I know he's trolling. But he did it against the Jets as well. Okay, let me let me. Oh, no, he's like, he's you can not invest ten years in this, Stephen. You know what I mean? Like this is this is. Working. I don't even get this hit. Is... Yeah, I don't even need to get hit. I don't need to do all the run. I can do it. But I don't need to do it. Yeah. Is this, is this going to be the Matt Judon revenge game? Revenge is this game? the first time? Oh, that's right. Before? Oh, uh, I think Matt Judon is the only person that I can kind of see on that that pass defensive line possibly wreaking some havoc. But I just talked about the Ravens so far this season, zero sacks allowed, zero QB hits. Um, I think that that trend somewhat continues. I do feel what Tony is saying, like that Patriots defense is really good right now to start the season. Uh, you talk about fourth in total defense, eighth in scoring. They're only allowing 17 points per game. 
Uh, they also have, I feel like from an offensive standpoint, the running backs, right? They averaged 4.7 plus yards per carry uh, last week against Pittsburgh. The Ravens surprisingly gave up 4.8 last week uh, to Miami. So is that something that they try to do to try to keep this game a little bit close? I think if you're the Patriots, that's probably the recipe because this Ravens offense is just explosive. You're talking about fourth in the NFL with 31 yards or 31 points per game. You're talking about a Patriots offense that scores 12 points per game, 12 points per game. The only team that scores less Indianapolis coach 10 points per game I don't know how the Indianapolis coach are not 32nd in DVOA I don't, I'm not sure how that is impossible uh, but you know the Pats they didn't allow zero sacks they didn't allow any sacks last year I mean not last year last week to the Steelers um, Nelson Aguilar is he a guy that can take advantage I'm not so sure like the Ravens, we talked about them being the, the best secondary in the division, right? Then last week, I didn't I didn't notice this until someone pointed it out. Almost every member of their secondary last week gave up a touchdown, right? And right now, you look at the last defense. If you're just going by yards, obviously, since Tua went crazy, it's the Ravens right now, right? I don't think that that's the Ravens' defense. But if we see this against the New England Patriots with guys like Nelson Aguilar, Jacoby Meyer, like those guys shouldn't beat you uh, this week. You know, Jalen Waddle's acceptable, Tyreek Hill. Now, if there is more of an issue, then I'll believe more into it. But I got the Ravens in this one, bro. Mark Andrews leading the way, doing his thing. Um, the only thing that the Ravens have actually even been bad on offensively is just third downs and extended drives. They got to get better from that aspect. But I think they just scored too many points for Bill Belichick and Mac Jones and these guys to actually keep up with them. And, you know, this is an offensive league, even though I do love a good defensive fight, offense still is what you have to do to win the game. I think the Ravens just have too much for them. And like Q said, I think we talked about 2019, right? That's when what? The Ravens were able to pretty much kill Bill Belichick. Now, the offense hasn't been the same, but they've still gone back to more of that 12. They've gone back to 2019. So how is Bill Belichick going to be able to stop this offense? Uh, we saw Lamar do some things. We saw Josh Allen do some things. Bill Belichick, to me, has to prove that he can stop a quarterback that can run on the ground. Lamar Jackson's on a mission right now. I don't think that this one is going to be close. I'm surprised that it's Ravens by three. I think that this is at least Ravens by at least a score. I'm, I have zero faith that this Patriots offense can score points like that. Nova's All right, so switch my weird. pick. I, I I got I got the right. switch 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 Ravens Ravens win this game. Yeah yeah. yeah. I, what, what am I doing? Mac Jones might throw like three hundred. I mean, it, I was Ravens saying, bounce back. Choice, so you think the Ravens defense gonna be so good? They go yeah yeah. Hold. No no bounce back bounce back. Ravens defensive performance. I don't care that they're only one dimensional. And, and then if like Ravens like the one guy that you talked about, Tony, that I like too, Digger or Duggar. If he's not in because he's got an injury, that's gonna be problems because Jalen Mills has was not good against. Uh, I don't like, agree with that PFF grade. I know the Vegas. PFF grade for Pittsburgh said he, he said he was a twenty nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, he look he got he got eaten up by Deontay, but I don't disagree hey, that he was that bad. Let's be honest, yeah. PFS has Mitch Trubisky last week and um and Lamar. Lamar Yo, when, like they were within the like grade. three points of each other. Anyone who yeah. watched those games could see that Lamar and Trubisky basically had the same game last week. Well, it, uh, <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> uh, but here's also to the point about the Ravens being one dimensional. Yeah. 
but their one dimension is two dimensional. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah, like, it's with yeah, Lamar yeah, Jackson, I, uh, it's like. I already, you guys don't need to rub it in. I switched my pick already. Yeah. I switched my it's, pick. It's, it's like, yeah. Can the Ravens not rub the ball? Sure. Can Lamar Jackson Tyler rub the ball? Absolutely. <laughs> like, okay. Is JK back this week? I no. think he will. I'll talk about that. JK is back. I'm not counting out the run. JK's not back this week. I think no, he is. Baby. But anyway, if it's Ravens still Mike can... Davis, then nah, nah, we can't. We can't uh, Noah's still it here. Ain't going bad. You know who going to lead them in rushing? Why we acting like we don't know who gonna lead them in Russia? Like, like it ain't gonna be eight. Like, that is true. I mean, that is true. Uh, You don't let him in Russia for the last two years and in attempts. My guys, find yourself somebody that loves you like Noah Stone loves Tom Brady. Raven's gonna prove that Bill is nothing without Tom Brady. And uh, there was another super chat here. Okay, Uh, Ground Zero says. I my last question they didn't get read right. Also, the first person to I'll pick six, yeah, Watson doesn't. Watson does the baby yoga pose as a TD celebration. Um, okay, this is what I have from the Ravens. Oh, his last. Okay, I have. I, yeah, I see it. I'm glad you skipped this one. Actually, <laughs> it got skipped on purpose. Ground zero. What was it? Is a super? It chat? says Tony. Have you asked Q how he coped with having Trent Richardson? Since you have Najee. Uh, wow. <laughs> yeah. I, wow. I can't. Trent Richardson, look, people make them trade. Last time. Yeah. Look, look, show, me the, show me the game where Trent Richardson went from like a buck 50 on, on the Steelers because I'm pretty sure that didn't happen. But Najee went from Oh, Trent Richardson had like a 200 yard game against the Bengals. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Trent looked good in Cleveland. It wasn't until he went to Indy until everybody realized he was trash. And we got our first round pick back. We just yeah. used it on Johnny Manziel. That's the only thing that went wrong in that equation. <laughs> <laughs> also, wait till you guys yeah, see Jim. The Bengals had to get that back. We had to get get the get the money man back. Yeah, yeah. We 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 could have got Derek Carr, but we 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 went with Johnny Manziel. That's what we did. Yo, shout out okay, to shout so, out to so Ray. Funny. in in Q and A's. One of the reasons I think I, I don't think this running game is, has been good, obviously. But one of the reasons why this passing game has been so explosive and the running game has been so anemic is defense are loading the box like it's 2019 Ravens, right? Because we're going back to that personnel. So I get what they're doing, but what that is doing is leaving room for the passing. And the the receivers have been good. The receivers have been catching the ball. They've been good. Duvernay is in in concussion protocol, but Harbaugh said today that he thinks he's going to play. He has no symptoms. Um, and the ability of Lamar stepping up in that pocket, and, you know, as the tackle, especially the left tackle, is a guy that used to play the center for us and guard. He's been doing it all for this whole line. Um, and what they've been doing is putting a guy there chipping. But as the ta- as he gets beat sometimes from the outside, right, Lamar steps in, so he doesn't feel the rush as much. Um, Quinn Williams got to Lamar a couple of times. Um, in beating Linderbaum in that game against the Jets, but that wasn't the case with Miami, right? Linderbaum had a strong game. The left side is definitely the weakest point of this line, both left guard and left tackle. Stanley will not be back in this game, I'm pretty sure. He's practicing, he's been full practicing. I'm expecting him either next game against Buffalo or the following game. Um, I think JK is. JK has been close for two weeks. It feels like he wants to play so bad. I think Harbaugh or or the whoever the medical person it's been basically saying no. Let's give him another week. 
I think this is the game. I think Harbaugh also by now he's tired of Mike Davis. I'm tired of Mike Davis. Um and and he puts JK there. Um you should be tired of the other two running backs more than Mike Davis. Like Mike's not good, but like a lot. I mean, uh Kenyon Drake and what was the dude's name? He got that one run. Yeah, Justice Hill. Dax Hill's brother. Yeah. Yeah, they have the exact opposite problem. Where justice only reads leverage, it doesn't read field. Um, yeah. and then uh Kenya Drake, he just read field, but he don't be understanding what leverage is, so he just be cutting up, just be ruining yeah. blocks that they set up for him. It's a that's a mess. And I don't know how Mike Davis still in the league. You know, remember yeah. when Kenyon Drake was like everybody was like, Oh, Kenya Drake is nice, and then he's been on like three teams since then. Hey man, it's fast for a running back. Yeah, it's <laughs> I come at you fast. Obviously, JK is needed. Look, I feel like this defense should be really good against um, uh, the Patriots. They definitely have some communication problems that they need to fix. They're, they're, I, I think I alluded to this last week, that they're moving more towards the zone defense. They do man still, but it used to be, I mean, Wink used to be less man and blitz. Yeah. Uh, they're blitzing not as much, uh, but they're definitely going more zone. This Hence why you see more picks for the Ravens now. I think McCorkle or Mac Jones uh, gets his pick. Um, I think this this offense is going to come on strong. Judah is a great player, obviously. Um, Morgan Moses has been pretty good at, in the right tackle position. That's usually where Judah likes to rush. Um, but other than Judah, meh. On the offensive side, look, Ace alluded, it's not, they don't have a target kill or a waddle. If anything, they don't even have what the Jets had, right? Um, with Wilson, Corey Davis, and um, and more. I it's all funny games until Nelson Aguilar just randomly mosses. mosses one of your corners in the end zone. What they have more is their tight ends, right? With it Henry was one of them, like over the face mask, like he was, like it was nasty. Like I don't like to use the term mosser because sometimes we just mean that to catch over somebody, but that was one of them. Like the ball was right here. It was it was a bad throw. He just like, let me say this interception. Plucked <laughs> it. The one thing and then it scored were, on him. Mm, you guys were asking about injuries. I Marcus actually Williams is gonna have like six interceptions after this game. No, I was on my treadmill watching that game and I screamed. It was like three o'clock in the morning. Like I almost got in trouble with my apartment complex. So I was like, oh <laughs> Nelson. Don't do it to him. Um, On the best corner in, in, in the AFC North, too. Uh, Akilah Willerspoon, was that one? <laughs> <laughs> so, I, no, I was going to say, I don't think Marlowe will play this game, Humphrey. Uh, I, he got pulled last week. Um, I, I told you it was a game-time position. He got pulled, um, and he hasn't practiced. He has a groin. So, I think they, they – Probably will try to win this game with a Marlon Humphrey. Stevens will be back. Uh, and then all the other rookies are back, right? Williams, you guys thought it was Marcus, but it's uh, Pepe Williams. Uh, and Arma Davis. Arma Davis. Yeah. Um, so so they, they have the depth. And this New England, in my opinion, doesn't have the firepower to exploit as much as Miami did. So even with a Marlon, I think we should be fine. Uh, I have the Ravens winning this game. I have them covering. I think the Ravens win by 10. Um, I think the Ravens would not take any points lightly, as obviously they got embarrassed. So if for some reason they open this game up, 
looked like for John Harbaugh to say, you know what, F it, we're going to embarrass these guys. But also on the other side, it's Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick, I don't know. I don't care what Noah Stone says. Still a great coach. I don't take him for granted. I think he is a great defensive mind coach. It's the offense. I think our defense is going to be great against this offense. And I think our offense will be good against this defense. So I'll, I think the Ravens win by 10. How sure are you that Marlon Humphrey's not playing in this game? Like, like, is it like a hundred percent he's not playing, or is there? Uh, this is no, no, completely inside source. Somebody, you know, I have a person that said no. Last week, they were thinking about sitting him down, right, and not playing because he wasn't yeah. good. Now, when he played, he was playing well. I think they're gonna try to rest him for a week, and next, the following week is is uh, Buffalo. Switch mm. me back. Patriots win this game. I don't oh trust that God, secondary. No, 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 Patriots. Patriots. I need all the information I can Isn't get. Isn't Jacoby Myers battling an injury of his own, too? He's a game-time decision, too. Oh, that's true. He is. No more No more switching. No more. You pick the <laughs> Patriots. You pick the Patriots. That's it. It's over with. You use your oh switches. You get two challenges in the game. You get two. You use them. That was my guy back then. I wanted nah. the Bengals to take him. You used both so your challenges told. in the first half, sir. You didn't win yeah. both of them. <laughs> okay. It's three of us for the Ravens, one for the for the Patriots. Kendrick the Bourne poll. time. Kendrick Bourne time. Let's go. Big Kendrick Bourne guy. <laughs> the this numbers. is the face of a man who realized this. Devontae Parker. Let's do it. Devontae Parker. Parker. <laughs> Big That's game. right. Here's where the fan base is. Ravens 78%. Parker, baby AJ Green game incoming. Now, did they did they know before when they pressed that button if that Marlon Humphrey wasn't going to play though? Did they know that? Well, you I mean, should have led with that. You probably should have led with that before sure. you put the poll out. Uh, but game. yeah, I I mean I think without even without Marlo, I think the Ravens win this game by ten. Yeah. Uh, if Marlon Humphrey, it, and to be honest, I I I need Marlo Humphrey to be healthy for the rest of the season. This is not a like a season injury; it's more of a nagging injury that he has right now. Um. Yeah. Anyway, well, Mar- I, just, go ahead, go ahead. I just wanted on, I just went on record that no matter what happens in this game, I wasn't wrong. So you know, I just want to, <laughs> just want to throw that. Okay, marquee matchup. And well, I'm gonna go here. Steelers, uh, Browns Thursday night. The bright lights under the night sky. I'm gonna start with Q because I know Q has Amazon only. Yeah, Amazon only. That's like this is one. If you don't have Prime, you need to pay for Amazon Prime. Yeah. immediately to see this of one. I mean, course. you are going to yeah, miss out free on trial on this one. <laughs> no, yeah. don't even need. You got to pay for the whole year just for you this pay one for the whole year. That's it's worth it. This is where what's, what's Amazon so. Prime go for these days? Hundred bucks. Worth every More. penny just for this game. Yeah, Amazon Prime. One of them things you have to pay like rent because it's just like oh, I guess I'm going to have it right. Like yeah. you know, yeah. Like, but yeah, yeah. I mean, this is uh. I, I joked and called this the unstoppable force versus the immovable object. And this, what I mean by that is a Steelers offense that is anemic at scoring versus a Browns defense that is anemic at letting people, making mistakes that don't allow people to score. What's going to happen, right? When the team that can't score goes against the defense that can't not let you score, right? Like what happens here? Does it break? Does something get fixed in the matrix? I don't know. Um, Look, this is a situation where I I anticipate the Browns going to have to play like heavy cover two and three, like because of how the Steelers attack, they're going to have to be in zone. Um, So that means they're going to have to figure some of this stuff out. They should 
the Browns should win this game. I think the Browns are a better team than the Pittsburgh Steelers. They absolutely should win this game, right? Offensively is the weak is the weakness in this game, but I think they have the strengths when it comes to outside zone running against the Steelers defense. Um, and Jacoby Brissett has not been bad. He's not been great, but he's not been bad, right? I, I think you could look over to the other side of the ball and say the Steelers have been bad on the offensive side of the ball. Um, defensively, they've been pretty good. Minka Fitzpatrick it, it has been Minka Fitzpatrick again. Um, mm-hmm. But T.J. Watt ain't out there, right? And that makes a big difference with how the Browns attack. Um, so, okay, they should win. Do I trust them? No, I don't trust them right now. But they should. This makes... If they lose this game, it's because they did something stupid again on defense. Like, this is what it's going to boil down to. Can you limit the mistakes? And then on the other side of the ball, can you take advantage of the mistakes? Will you even be looking for the busted coverage? Or will you just throw the screen to Najee? Or throw the throw the mesh route to Chase Claypool because you're just trying to get three yards instead of seeing what's out there, right? That's the big question. Browns should win this game. This should not... I don't want to say it's not should not be a close game, but it should not be a game in which it doesn't feel like the Browns are in control of for the bulk of it. They should win this game. They should be in control, but they should have beat the Jets. They should have beat the Panthers by double digits, but they did it. So I'm going to go Thursday at home, right? Thursday, it's Browns, Thursday at home. home. There's no reason to lose this game. Other than weird, other than being dumb, there's no reason. Like if Pittsburgh comes out and just has like a better effort than you and plays better than you and executes at a higher level than you, and that's why you lose, I would be like shocked. Um, and I'm not saying Pittsburgh's that bad of a team, but their strengths don't really line up with our weaknesses like that. Like it, it would be hard too. Now, again, Pittsburgh's done this before. This is why I don't have great confidence in this pick, but I'm gonna go with the Browns here because they should win this game unless they do dumb stuff but they've been doing dumb stuff for two weeks, right? Like, and so also, I can't have. I was huh? going to say, and also, this game is for the division lead, right? Whoever wins. I mean, it's week three. It's Whoever week wins. three. I don't care if we got the lead. In the oh, it, it matters. Oh, no, no, no. You no, know, no, no, well, no, no, Q, no. for you might not matter. but think I just want to win this game the because there's only so many we can win with our quarterback situation until that improves, right? Like, that's that's more important to me. But, but yeah, I mean, like, yeah, we can be ahead in the division. Cool. It's a division game. You want to win those. Yes, it's an AFC game. You want to win those, like last week. Um, but... I mean, like losing here would just it would dig a hole for you that that's going to be pretty hard to dig out of. Right. Because now you're talking about having to beat two teams that you're not expecting to beat. Um, And that that would include the Bengals, maybe the Patriots or somebody you could throw in there. Like right now, you could probably get that win. Um, But now you have to throw in the Bengals. You're talking about trying to beat the Chargers or or, or the Bucks or no, you got to get this win. Um, They have to get it together. I would be very concerned if they don't get it together enough defensively to win this game. I would be very, very concerned about the future of this football team. Yeah. Uh, before Tony goes here, I guess why I brought that up is because if the Steelers win, they're 2-0 and already in the AFC North. Oh, my yeah, God. We're in the division. If we were in this game, we're in the division. Games wrap, it the division. wrap it up, folks. It's over. Mid-season division down. Oh, wait, wait, wait. The Steelers are one win away from having more division wins this year in week three and than the Ravens had all Ravens. last year? Yeah. I got um, a question for Steeler fans. Yeah. I got a question for because because you put the poll out, right? And it's like who's gonna win this game? But I have a different poll. right now. I for who? Browns. 70 30. Not shocked. <laughs> um, 
As I like I said, it's always seventy percent against the Steelers. So it's that's where that's that's, that's where we oh, start. Oh, Pittsburgh uh, versus everybody now. Oh, have you, have you have you watched this show before? Uh, all right, I have a question just for Steelers fans. I have a question just for us fans. What if I told you that the Steelers can get embarrassed in this football game, but I would get also guarantee you that it will be the last time you ever have to watch Mitch Trubisky in a Steeler uniform. Would you take that? <laughs> would you take that? Like, is there a part of you? Is there a part of you, Steeler fans, that's like, yeah, I, I kind of hope. I kinda a hope lot of rookie tonight. quarterbacks debut on Thursday night football. Baker there was Mayfield one that did. There was one that did on Thursday. Yeah, there was one that did on Thursday, like four yeah. or five years ago. Yeah, um, it, changed, it, it changed the game. The Browns are down like 17-3 at that point. Yeah. yeah. He he brought them back. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, the whole you know, I mean, is this is this Mitch's last? Uh, is this Mitch's last start? You know, for me, it seems too early. You know, just from a, just from a ten thousand foot. This is the same analysis I would have about the Bengals, by the way, and why they're going to win that game. Ten thousand foot view, right? Big picture scenario. Forget about the matchup and all of that. Like, is Mike Tomlin's post Ben era? where he signs Mitch Trubisky, sets up a competition that isn't really a competition, never gives another guy shots with the ones, right? And then after three or two, essentially it will be two and a half weeks, he just goes, eh, timeout, I'm changing quarterbacks that early. Like, does that seem like a Mike Tomlin thing to do? Just doesn't. And that's why I think, even though this this is the right opportunity, right? You would you get 10 games after this one. If you're, if you're going to sit Mitch, this would be the one. Yeah. So I do wonder for this, you know, the storyline, a couple of storylines for me in this one. One. Mitch Trubisky, and what is his mindset going in? Does he feel like if I keep playing safe like this, if I keep, you know, Mr. Checkdown Charlie attitude out, out there, am I going to lose my job that way? Because if he actually starts to take some chances down the football field, I will be happy no matter what happens. If he goes out there, I said this on my show the other day, I would much rather the Steelers lose because Mitch Trubisky is out there just slanging it and he throws, you know, three or four interceptions, right? Someone, someone, in my chat said the Jameis Winston style, right? 30 for 30. If Mitch Trubisky goes out there 30 for 30 style, cool. I'd rather they do that than never take a chance. Oh, no, no, no. We're never going to take a chance. Oh, we got to, we got to, we got to throw a ball in a tight coverage. Eh. Right. I mean, the, the tight coverage that we're throwing into right now that, that Mitch is throwing into right now is like man to man, you know, he crosses his face and, and fire it in there. Right. But when it comes to like zone reads and, and trying to fit a ball between like a linebacker and a safety, right. Or those kind of high, low concepts. I mean, Mitch is never going to do that stuff. So you wonder if, if he's feeling the pressure, if he's feeling the pressure from the media, feeling the pressure from inside. You know, George Pickens said the other day, and I can't believe this actually became news. George Pickens said the other the other day, like we're all I'm open like ninety percent of the time. You know, we're all every like we're all getting to our spots. We're open all the time. It's like why is that news? Have you ever met a wide receiver who's like, no, nah, I'm covered all the time. I'm always covered. I'm never open. No, I'm never. I'm not open. Like, of course they're gonna say that. Um, so I wonder if, if, you know, how much of that gets to him and how much he actually starts to take some chances in this game. Because like you said, look, if they start taking chances in this game, that Browns, uh, the back end of that Browns defense certainly can be had. I just, I'm not going to go into this game thinking that. Um, I, so in the other part of this game, sadly for Steeler fans is the Steelers have essentially, their defense has essentially played two and a half to three games from a snap count basis. And they're playing a short on a short week against a team that wants to do what offensively? They want to pound you, right? Physical football. This is not the Bengals and the way that they want to attack you in the running game. This doesn't, they're not going to spread you out in 11 and try to run on you that way, right? They're coming out in a very particular way. We're going to run 12 personnel, which means run, one running back and two tight ends. We're going to pound you and pound you and pound you and get ourselves into third and advantageous and win on that down and continue long drive, long drive, long drive, right? 
And so the thing for the Steelers in this game is if they if this offense does, if no shows again, if they can, if they go out there again and it's just the same check down Charlie, right? You know, we can't score, you know, we can't move the ball, we can't, we can't score, and we're all we're gonna rely on our defense, go put turnovers and get big stops and, and yada yada. That may go on for a quarter, that may go on for a half, but at some point in this game, that defense is going to break down from a conditioning standpoint. We already saw it happen in that six-minute drill last week. Patriots got the ball with six minutes to go, and the Steelers never touched the ball again. They just ran out the clock. That will happen at the end of this football game unless this offense can put up some kind of fight, unless this offense can get early points or at least long drives to start this one to keep that Steeler defense off the field. Um, I, I'm going to go this way with this game. I think the Steelers are going to lose this football game, but I'm going to pick them against the spread because the line on this game is four and a half. Browns by four and a half at home. And I have a, I, I just have a policy on the Steelers all year this year. We're gonna the Steelers are gonna lose a lot of close games, but those games are gonna be by three, maybe four points. Anything over that, give me my Steelers. Where it will be, we will be losing a lot of one score games. But if you're gonna make it over over a field goal and especially over four, I'll take the Steelers. So I'll take the Browns to win, but Steelers to cover. Okay. Uh, Ace. <laughs> what did Jacoby Brissett has one of them Joe Flacco games? Where he oh gets man! Like- Speaking of Jacoby, <laughs> you know what? I think this was me after I looked at the Browns stats this year. First, I was I was laughing a little bit. And then I looked <laughs> and I was like, God damn, because you know what? <laughs> yes, it was the seventh highest scoring offense in the NFL with Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. The Cleveland Browns are averaging 28 points per game without Deshaun Watson. Like, so we can sit here and laugh about, you know, the Jets game and all of that. What they're doing from an offensive scoring standpoint is extremely impressive. Um, That's why I really have them in this game. They're putting up points in bunches. Uh, The Steelers, this is the thing. We talked about Kenny Pickett being Andy Dalton, right? Mitch Trubisky is Andy Dalton. Like, at this point, I feel like they need to put Kenny Pickett in. Now, like Tony is saying, is Tomlin going to do that? Probably not. But 168 yards, a touchdown, and an interception, it's just not acceptable. In my opinion, that's not going to help you win ball games, especially against a team like Cleveland that's going to put up points. In my opinion, I think, like Tony said, this probably would be the game where I would just try to throw a curveball and throw Kenny Pickett out there because you have the the lack of preparation for Cleveland expecting it. Uh, but the other thing that I look at in this game is, you know, the Denzel Ward thing last week, rough week for him, Deontay Johnson, 10 targets last week. How is that matchup going to go in this game, right? Because that's who Pittsburgh really has relied on. I do think, however, JOK kind of favors them in the Firemuth one because right after him, it's Firemuth. I think I like JOK in that one to match up pretty well with him. You talk about Najee, the sub four yards per carry. Uh, The interesting thing is Cleveland last week, Tabriz Hall gave up 7.1 yards per carry. The only thing, though, is that it was really on two big runs. It was just two long runs that really inflated that number. If Najee cannot get it popping against this Cleveland team that has shown that they can have some cracks in it from a run run defense standpoint, I just don't know what they're going to do. They're going to have to keep using him in the passing game like they've been doing with him getting, I think, six or seven targets last week. They're going to have to go to that. Uh, But the issue for me is just – the Browns are just better offensively. I mean, they're going to wear down on you, like Tony said, with the run. You got Chubb and Kareem Hunt. You're going to get a heavy dose of that. And if you can't stop it, 
that's going to be an issue. You know what the issue is, though? Last week against the Patriots, they couldn't stop those two running backs. They ran for 4.7-plus yards per carry, and that's not that's not uh, Nick Chubb or Kareem Hunt. Um, so that's one of the things that has me worried. The other thing that I kind of talked about before last game, uh, TJ Watt, I mean, I have no problem, even as a Bengals fan, saying that that, that guy's probably top five, top ten player in the league. When you take that guy off of that defense, it's definitely going to be a factor. Zero sacks, I don't see that happening again this this week, but I don't. I just don't know if we're ever going to see that T.J. Watt guy that can wreck a game with this Steelers defense now. Uh, Quincy, you said you wanted to say something? Oh, uh, Jack Conklin is expected to play in this game. Yeah, that's right. I forgot. Yeah, everybody's Jack Conklin Both teams are healthy. Man, so – uh, the other thing for the Steelers, some people kind of said that the corners didn't play well last week. You know, in a low-scoring game, hard to really kind of say. Uh, but the one thing that we saw last week, that's another thing with this meme. I'm going to put the meme up again. Put the meme up again, Sonny. Let me get that <laughs> that uh, that gift back again. Amari Cooper. Yeah, we can laugh about the whole, like, onside kick blooper. But this guy put in work last week. Um, that is a guy that's going to cause some issues for people. And we kind of talked about, yeah, Cleveland is just a running team. Amari Cooper is showing that they can be both, especially when you see Deshaun Watson come back. Um, the interesting thing that I thought, and maybe this just adds to the fact that strength of schedule just really doesn't mean anything. The ironic thing is that the Browns have faced the 32nd ranked strength of schedule, which is kind of stupid because it's based off of last year. Yeah. Uh, the Steelers, however, have re- have faced the 14th. I was not aware of that. I did not know it was like that. But honestly, they see chance, baby. two playoff teams. Going off of last yeah. year, yeah, it doesn't really matter. But for me, I just think that the Browns are going to put up too many points at home. And unless they take Mitch Trubisky out of this game and put in Kenny Pickett, I just don't see it it being one that, that the Steelers can, can get into. And maybe this is the game, like Tony possibly alluded to, Maybe this is the one where they finally decide, hey, maybe we should throw Kenny Pickett in there. Or can I throw an alternate theory out there? Because this this keeps getting said among Steeler Nation. And every time they say it, I love it even more. Put Mason in first. Like, That's what I was going to Skip Kenny, go to Mason. Because Mason. Mason's a bad That would be troll. I, f- I would feel trolled if I was a, if I was a Steelers fan. If <laughs> yeah, I, I would fan. love it. Go ahead, Q. One thing that's interesting with like the Browns and like the fact that they're so high in efficiency is incredibly like that tells you Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt have been unreal so far yeah, this they, year. They, everything they do because like running the ball, like it's hard to be high up in efficiency. They are running the, ball. the Browns passing attempts, right? When they throw a ball, I think it's what 5.5 yards that they get on average per passing attempt. Their rushing attempt number is like 5.2. It's it's just as effective for them yeah, to yeah, run yeah. the ball as throwing it. That's some like 1970s NFL stuff right there when, when you're having that much success running the ball. Now, again, that's not going to continue the whole year, even though like Nick Chubb is a consistent five plus yard per carry. Dudes, I mean, listen, the Steelers are holding them up two yards of carry this week. Let's go. Yeah. Well, we've had it where like Nick Chubb's at like seven yards of carry and the Steelers come in and he gets like two for the game or whatever. Like it's just weird stuff happens against Pittsburgh all the time. I, I'm always Minka, Minka run defender. Remember, Minka became an elite run defender last year. Just. Just keep that. Okay, weird so this stuff. Is, this is weird stuff. Always happens against to, Pittsburgh. Yeah, Minka's gonna have to go super, which he's already super saying. He's gonna have to go super saying God. Ultra Miles, this is a Miles Jack game, though. This is a Miles Jack game. This is Miles yeah. Miles I'm, I'm interested to see what that what Miles Jack and when David and Joku and Miles Jack 
who wins that battle, right? Because yeah, yeah, David's going to pull over, and that's where Miles is going to be on the outside. Who's going to win that battle? No, no, that's no. Gonna Miles is keep clean. No, 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 Miles, it's going to be Nick Chubb versus Miles, and who? Yeah, that's it's outside thinking. zone. Oh, you think he's going to? Gap are you picking? And I'm going the other mm-hmm. way. Yeah, yeah. What do you What do you think, Quincy? With no Clowney this week, does that? Because I know he's an elite run defender as well as well as being able to get to the to the uh, quarterback. Do you think that that's going to play a factor in the run defense, or it's a concern? It is. Alex Wright's been okay, and he's a lengthy guy, so you would think he's pretty decent in these run fits, but it's definitely a concern, right? Like, if the Browns lose this game, and it's not because they were just being abysmal defensively when it comes to, like, the dumb stuff, then it, it's because they couldn't they couldn't contain the outside edge, because Miles is a good run defender. He's not, like, a great run defender, right? Um, he's not one that you purposely avoid, Um and then, you know, Alex Wright, he, he's Alex Wright. He's a rookie. So we don't know much about him. Clowney really makes things move towards the direction where you have to run towards Miles because you really don't want to do it towards Jadavion. Um, and Jadavion's been that the last two weeks. So that's been a huge part of the Browns' ability to stop. But I do think this linebacking core for the Cleveland Browns has been playing extremely well. Um, Anthony Walker, JOK, and Tony's boy, Sione Taki Taki. I mean, they've been really good out there. And I think that would make up for the loss that they're going to have in Jadavion. They're going to just be able to use those linebackers more often. Maybe they stay in base. I don't know if they stay in base too long, but maybe they stay in base more often because of the lack of Clowney in there. But I think they have the tools to make up for that in the run game. But then Matt Canada might not even run it. You know, 36% of the time, he might not even try to run it. Well, the Steelers have run a lot of outside zone. That they they've really become an outside zone team. And and to mm-hmm. Canada's credit, one of the things I liked about the L twenty two tape because there wasn't a whole lot to like. But one of the things I did like is the amount of variation he ran off of it. Um, so one thing he did well. And by the way, I want to say I just want to say one thing because uh, someone in chat reminded me: Jalen Warren is the best running back in this football game, and you guys will find that out tomorrow. <laughs> okay. We, uh, we know the key to super shocker Noah's still here. Miles. Miles gonna have to fight to make it interesting. And, Tony uh, is like, I would believe Tony like loves Terrell Davis. Like that's that's got to be his guy. Like one cut downhill guy. <laughs> I'm surprised effort. that no, it's Tony it's isn't just, saying it's, the it's, matchup of the game is Chooks versus Miles Garrett. No, no, Miles Miles Dan is gonna line up. Yes, Dan oh, Moore. Yeah, Dan Moore. Oh, that's he lines up on the other side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He tried to Chooks claim that have, Dan Moore Chooks shut is, him down last time. We are gonna see. Shoes can basically uh, Dan Moore. Listen, Dan Moore shut him down twice last year. How many sacks Miles Garrett have in this entire series? One, one trash. They want listen. Browns fans want you to actually believe that Miles one Garrett is anywhere near TJ's level. And a rookie, a rookie fourth round pick, Dan Moore shut his ass down. I mean, my goodness, Uh-oh. they should have given Miles Garrett to zero in both games for those performances last year. Trash player. Okay, Sorry. let me say this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I as Q was saying, I'm having a hard time seeing how the Browns lose. Although last week I bet I put him in my survival pick and they let me down. But oh yeah, Q has to go. No, uh, take it yeah, easy. He, Q. He couldn't take that. He, that was too much truth <laughs> <What>? for. <laughs> yeah. uh, but <laughs> but I see the Steelers winning one of two ways. Kenny, Kenny. Oh, well, you got the Steelers. No, no, no. Oh, okay. I have the Browns. <laughs> but there's two ways the Steelers can win. Either they figure out how to shut the, the, the running game. Shut it down basically 100 yards between the two of them. If they can do that, they have a possibility of winning. They win the turnover battle. Right? 
Because different from the Bengals, the, the Browns, I know we're talking about them as a good offense. I think it's a good offense if they have the running game playing to part. If the Steelers have, somehow can figure out how to slow down, not stop, slow down this running attack, I think the Steelers can win this game. And Tony alluded to the guy that I was going to bring out, Miles Jack. Yeah. Can Miles Jack be that guy? That as soon as he sees the hole opening up, goes and brings uh, either Shop or Hunt now, right? Yeah. He is key because you know Devin Bush is, well, we don't want to rehatch Devin Bush here. But Miles Jack will be the key of this game. If Miles Jack can basically have a super game, that he can basically control that line of scrimmage as the hole's opening and he plugs that lane, he plugs the, the, the opening, for the Browns, he doesn't over pursue. Then the Steelers have a shot because yeah. the Browns, they just been running so efficiently as, as Q alluded to that that allows to have easy completion. I used to say this at 2019, the Ravens, uh, because Lamar is not the passer that he is now, but we were able, we were able to run so efficiently that the passing that the, he needed to complete which is easier passes. And that's where Jacoby is living right now. I'm not saying he cannot throw it. I'm just saying everything becomes easier when you can run it so well. If yeah. the Steelers can essentially say, you know what? We're going to dare you to throw. We're going to dare you to throw. Maybe put Minka there. Uh, I, I know this is almost forbidden here, but a single high patrolling and everybody else playing man and just saying, Jacoby, if you beat us with your arm, Good for you. That's what they're going to do. That no, that that is going to be the Steelers are not going to run any cover two in this game. They didn't yeah. they didn't run yeah. a whole lot last week unless it was an obvious passing situation. Murdered it's if they did that. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be just single high. It, it's probably going to be Edmonds down in the box. But I would imagine you might see some three safety sets in this where they put mm-hmm. Norwood out as the deep safety and they and they keep Mink in the box as well. Um, potentially on like a third five type play. Try to confuse Jacoby. Um, Jacoby's not usually a guy that makes a lot of mistakes, but. Yeah, he did get he got hit five times, but they only gave her one sack. So yeah, I've got so, Cochran coming back. Obviously, that's big. Yep. Steelers not having TJ Watt is big. Again, for me, this game is. I think the Browns is a Thursday night at home. That's usually favors the home team by a lot. Um, I think the Browns personal wise are better, but if the Steelers essentially stop the run, and again, stopping meaning sub a hundred. Do you think they can do it for 60 minutes, You're though? With pretty much what the Jets did last That's week. Question. Containing them. Contain- I, I think the Steelers' defense isn't going to be the issue for them. It's just the offense. Right. Like, they got to get creative, whether it's trick plays, similar to what they did against the Bengals. It's got to be maybe a special teams return or something yeah. like that. Like Ace, if, the, if they control the run game, I'm thinking that then you get to have an offensive struggle game. Like, nobody's scoring points. Now, on the other side, if the, the, the Browns running game goes off, mm-hmm. then it's just be just hold it's it game over. But even in a low score, see, even if this is a low scoring game, don't you think that in the fourth quarter, like this defense is just going to be, you know. Well, it all depends on your can. D lineman, right? How much yeah. your D lineman can resist because it, it's very taxing on the linebacker, sure, but on the D lineman, especially if you bring Edmonds down, Edmonds is going to essentially be a linebacker in this game. Um, so between him and Jack, they are going to get tired. But that D-line, that rotation, right, that's so key, that rotation, D-line. If you keep yeah. them fresh, if they can 
basically make life easier for the linebacking core. Yeah. Then they could do it for 60. If that defensive lineman starts getting pushed and then the linebackers are stopping the run but working extra, right? Running um, around the line, um, you know, expending extra energy, running, they break that one down and they now have to run all over. Or basically, the D line doesn't have push enough to slow down the, the running back, where the tackle is lesser of a pound to the body. And they have to basically always tackle full force, like Kareem Hunt or Nick Chubb. If, if it always runs like that, even though a no game or, or, or low yards game, but it's always a big collision, then yes, Tony, they won't do it for 60 minutes. If the D-lineman can slow those running backs down enough that then the linebacker can squeak down and bring them down without getting a pounding to their body, yeah. then yes, they could do it for 60. It's not an easy task. I mean, very few teams are able to do it against this Browns team. It's the only way I see the Steelers winning. I mean, now, they have the coaches to do it. You talk about Flores and Tomlin. Like, sure, they they can do that. It's just, and I'm not trolling when I say this. I just feel like they almost have to get like another pick six because of the offense. Because the yeah. the, the offense has been the problem for the Steelers. The defense has played lights out, kept them in yeah. these games. But it's just the yeah. offense and in the kicking game. Unless you, I don't know. That's the only thing. That's the only thing. That's why I would just spice it up. I'd throw Kenny Pickett out there because it's like, you but got it's not like weapons. Mitch it's not like throw. you don't have weapons. You got Deontay Johnson. You got George Pickens. You got Pat Farmer. You got Najee here. Like, I don't. Okay, I don't but know. you guys, so you guys have watched a lot of Steeler tape now because we've seen two. So I said, I said this on Q show. I said it on my show. I'll say it here too. How different do you think the Steelers' offense would be from like a from a result standpoint? If they had Danny Amendola at wide receiver like three times, like they had three Danny Amendolas at wide receiver, <laughs> how much would actually change about nothing. about like nothing? It w- it wouldn't right because what are they really doing? I mean, it's just they just need someone who's like a good good enough route runner to beat guys one on one in these kind of underneath and and safer throws. There's nothing where you need a guy to go up and win a 50-50 ball. There's none of that stuff in this offense. But but I I, I what I was gonna say if this game is low, I wonder if Matt Canada. I know it hasn't happened. But seeing what two teams have done against the Browns deep, I wonder if Matt Canada basically calls, okay, we're going to do a lot of extra protection, right? Two routes, one deep, one post, and Mitch on the snap, pick one and throw it. Just shuck See, it. I, if this were a Sunday game, I would agree with you. But because it's a Thursday game, I just I don't know if there's enough time to be installing all. You know, look, you the don't have have, they don't run four verts, right? The four vert is not in their playbook. They don't. But run. that's my point. You don't. You're not gonna run they four verts in the middle of the field either, right? Didn't, yeah, that's my that, point. That route chart yeah. where like none of the none yeah, of the in the middle. I guess my point here is, all you're gonna say to Mitch, even if you put one deep, one round yeah, deep, yeah. and the rest are just normal underneath routes. You're going to say, Mitch, in this route, don't even think about it. You're going to just fucking throw it. You're yeah, yeah, right. Shuck it down right. there. Because I the agree. Browns had the Browns, specifically because the Browns had two games where they are letting people go behind, right? So I almost would like for them to, um, and I forgot the name of this route, uh, this concept, but you put the two receivers on the one side and you have Deontay running an out route. And see yeah. how that safety bites and have pickings go post deep. 
and say, okay, all uh, you it's almost like is... a dagger. Well, da dagger is in and up, but it's the same kind of idea. Yeah, yeah it's like, and yeah, yeah. Throw it to F and Pickens over there. And if yeah. you get Pickens on me, the coach, basically, coach, if you get Pickens on me, but I want you to try this, right? Uh, and to finish my point, I was going to say what you said about Mason. I think I can see a world that if you get beat by a lot, we're talking next week, Mason Rudolph starting and not picking. And not picking, picking. right. Yeah. It's just a question of like how much does Tomlin not want to go with the kid, but he realizes like I got to make something. He's not going to change well, the quarterback. Let's just though. say Mitch Trubisky goes out. This is hypothetical. Right. Throws two, interceptions. Throws two interceptions yeah. on his first two drives. They don't right. put someone else in there? I don't uh, they inter did. Okay, interceptions That's is the one thing that gets you benched in Pittsburgh. If right. you turn the it's, it's like the big no nuts. Why they, look, you want to know why the Steelers don't throw any dangerous throws or why they don't throw over the middle of the field? Because that's dangerous, right? right? This this team wants to win one way. Defense carries us, offense doesn't screw it up. So when you start screwing it up, that's when we start entering into yeah, he could come in. But do I think it it would take a Mason Rudolph level catastrophe like happened in 2019 in a Thursday game where I think he threw three in that mm -hmm. game. He threw three in that game, and then in the next week, he threw another one in the first half, and then he got benched for Duck. Mm -hmm. So, You see, this is why, not that you can do this anymore, but this is why Garoppolo would have been a good quarterback there because Garoppolo usually is more safe, game management. I'm going to not try to screw anything up. That's why Sam Frank carries him. Yeah. Um, anyway. I mean, he makes his first. I, I, you know what I said? You know what I said the other day? You know who would have been a better like, – I, what I don't understand is why they brought in Trubisky to run this offense, right? Why didn't why, – why? how is Mighty it? Mighty Ice. I know you – Baker Mayfield. They should have no, got no, Baker No, 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 not Baker. No, not Baker. Oh, yeah, the, the, should have got Baker. Baker Mayfield. No, 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 no. Here, look, the Steelers decided this offseason, right? We talked post-Ben era, they can do anything they want offensively, right? There's no – you know, because we talked about last year, well, the reason they do this is because Ben's 39. You know, you, you want to run what he likes, right? But now you're not shackled by any of that stuff. You have a, an OC that can run whatever he wants, and, a, and you can mm -hmm. pick whatever quarterback you want to run whatever you want. It's amazing to me that they said, yeah, we want to run the same stuff, but we just want Mitch to do it. You know, like, how is that? How did you decide we want to run the same stuff, and we think Mitch would be the quarter? Here's the quarterback I threw out to, that I thought would be a better quarterback in this system. Jacoby Brissett would be a much better player. If you want to just play, like, we're just not going to lose, be real safe with the ball. Make the throw when you need to no, make it. Jacoby. That's Jacoby, right? I mean, like you could have saved a lot of money. You could have saved a lot of money. And just because you guys get a decent contract in much anyway. Know, like, I think Baker, even if your coaches would have said, "Don't take a chance," he would have took a chance. He would have said, "Right." Well, your Baker would have, yeah. Baker would have, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> he he would have done like the passive aggressive, like we're going. Okay, we're we throwing. have. I haven't paid attention against the super chats. We have one. We have another one here. Uh, before Joshua, I don't think we got one. No, yeah, yeah. no, no. Before that one is Nova Stone, so you're good. Just only, only Joshua. Okay, Joshua Mater, or Matter. Sorry. Uh, how concerned should we be about Burrow? He played far better last year behind an equally bad offensive line. I don't understand the setback. I, I will say just this, and then I'll throw it to you, Ace. As a man, it's only so many hits you can take before you, you know you start protecting yourself. Yeah. And as the years go by and he keeps getting hit, I mean, we talk about this now for two years. He's going to change his, because he's not, I mean, he's not like a God there that doesn't feel pain. 
So obviously he's going to try to adjust to avoid hits. And if he has noticed that after his first read, he's already getting pressure. Then after the first read, his internal clock is going to start reacting. Okay, I need to move. I need to do something different, right? Yeah. And you can see all these other quarterbacks. His career has come short. The Andrew Luck. Now, Andrew Luck used to just run. He had a battle line, and he used to run head first through people. That's not the case with Burrow. But just the, just the amount of hits, it's just going to take a toll on him. So you see, people think this quarterback is just – I have an armor here that nothing hurts, right? So I think I think that's what it is. But Ace, what do you think? I mean, that was the most disheartening thing for me watching him in that game is he clearly is like seeing ghosts. It's clearly affecting him now. I mean, yeah. the guy's been hit 115 times. The only person that was hit 13 times in two weeks was David Carr. I, was, I actually enjoyed reading an article from David Carr breaking down what's going on with Burrow um, and that's what it is. Like the other thing I saw that was interesting, Jeff Schwartz talked about um, the thing with Joe now is with this new line, he doesn't know where the pressure is going to come be coming from because it's inconsistent, right? Like yeah. I jumped on Volson uh, wrongfully this week thinking that he was a part of the issue because he gave up seven pressures, two sacks week one. Well, Joe Burrow's probably thinking the same thing. He's like, okay, is Volson going to be blocking? And, this past week, Volson was apparently elite, one of the best guys on the line. So that's another thing that plays into it. But um, should we be worried? I think you have to be concerned at least, like how much of that is going to affect him. Um, but you have to hope that this coaching staff and this offensive line puts him in better situations to make him feel more comfortable. And if they can do that, I think he'll be fine. But you know, they are treading in dangerous territory. This was the whole thing where everybody talked about don't Andrew Luck him. You're really knocking on the door right now if this thing doesn't turn around. If he doesn't, you know, make it out of this season with it being just like it was last year, sure. I think you do have to be concerned about it for sure. Yeah. And by the way, the poll, closing the poll, Brown 73. There it is. So 3%. So 3%. Um, it starts. It starts itself. That means that means that uh, Hill Tony might be back. Hill Tony might return. Oh, Hill Tony will be back if they win. <laughs> you think so? Oh, yeah. There's one oh, way that they're, they're, they're beat the Browns. Not nah, this isn't that big an upset if they beat the Browns. They they if swept they beat the year. Browns and the Ravens and Bengals lose. There's one way. There's one way. There's one obvious way that he'll Hill Tony will be back at some point this year <laughs> if a very specific thing happens. And if they sweep the Browns, uh, the I'll Bengals. leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. No, I know exactly what he's talking about. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> um. Anyway, guys, it's not sweeping the Bengals. It's not. Sweeping oh, the it's not sweeping the Bengals. It's not oh, sweeping uh, the Bengals. That's how I thought. I guess the the Ravens, maybe. That's that's the next. That's the next logical guys one. Guys are thinking small. Thinking too small. small. <laughs> now I'm curious. Oh, I think if they win the division. If they win, the if they win the division, Hill Tony might come out. But if Kenny, no, Pick, no. whenever if no, Kenny Pickett were to come in. In mid game and beat a division rival, <laughs> you got. I mean, there's like that's beyond beyond yeah. heel. Tony is coming. Oh out. yeah, oh yeah. Uh, is, we we oh, just yeah. leave you the screen and we just show. We're just gonna be in the back. <laughs> we just leave you here vibing. Like, go ahead, Tony, do your thing. Um. Anyway, guys, Thursday night football. We might do a Patreon video this week. So for the patrons, just be be sure to look into that. If you want to be a patron, last week. Paid off, so hey, yeah, that's right. Yes, 
Um, so if you want to be a patron, support us more. Um, it's a very different type of stream. It's very more relaxed. So go ahead and support us that way. If you don't, don't worry. Thank you. You can do it by liking this video, sharing our content, subscribing to Shannon, and also um, Teespring. Oh, not Teespring. Look at me. Um, true Classic. True Classic. Presented by True Classic here at AC North Talk. The best T-shirts in Basically the, the opposite of Teespring, right? Way yes. better quality. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. You actually yes. want a good T-shirt, go to, yes, go, go to Teespring. Or, uh, to, to uh, classic. classic. So True Classic also, guys, remember, if you go by, use your promo code, Send us uh, the DM us, either email or uh, Twitter, and it will give you a special shout-out. Uh, that helps us a lot. When you guys go and support our sponsors, it helps us a lot. So we do appreciate that. And, yeah, thank you for watching. We'll see you next week on Monday reviewing all these games. Hopefully. My Ravens on top. Take it easy, guys. Steelers by 100. Steelers by 100. Just by 100.